guys. Hey, you guys, stop messing around. We got a lot of work to do. Okay, people, pay attention because I do not want to have to fail you. I thought you didn't believe in grades. Of course I believe in grades. I was testing you, and you passed. Good work, Summer. Four and a half gold stars for you. Now listen, you guys, you know what? Normal kids would have been stoked to slack off, but not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special. And because I think you guys have the right attitude, I think it's time we started our new class project. A science project? No, it's called Rock Band. Is this a school project? Yes, and it's a requirement. And it may sound easy, but nothing could be harder. It will test your head and your mind, your brain. Can we tell our parents? No! If you want to be the teacher of Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that sounds like a chain smoker. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Ethan. I'm Megan. Stop I'm Georgia. Do you have an audition coming for like a femme fatale in like a uh, in like a noir movie? Well, if I did, I would certainly get that part. Oh, hello. Hello, detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, I don't know, long story short, Megs, I have to admit, you are one of the most susceptible, I feel, of, t- of all teachers well, I know. I've, I've got a blood test tomorrow, so it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine? Yeah, I've been, obviously, singing too much rock music. <laughs> Because you went to see Kylie. And I did go to see Wait, you went to see Kylie Minogue? I went to see Kylie on Wednesday. Oh, wow. I oh, won cool. free tickets with my O2 phone app thingy, which is pretty cool, on O2 Priority. I won them and I was like, oh. I feel like we should be charging like one ninety five a minute for this right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a bit of a, you know, promo there. But no, she was very good. It was a late night, but it was, it was really fun. So I'd recommend Kylie. There we go. Kylie Minogue, am I saying it right? Yes. Okay. Yes, Kylie Minogue. I bet you she'd be Minogue. good. You. I bet you she'd be a good neighbor. <laughs> good neighbor. I bet you she'd be a good neighbor. Why? Everybody loves good neighbors. With good oh. neighbors comes good friends. <laughs> me a while. You guys suck. All right, you should be so lucky. Hey, lucky, lucky, lucky. My sister loved Kylie Minogue. Like that first album before when she had the big hat, did locomotion before she went all kinky. Kylie, that was good. The locomotion. I just can't stand, I can't get you out of my head because it's it was overplayed la, too much la, la. back in the day. That was, it even made like North American music videos. But we are Best Film Ever, here to talk about everything that moves us in the world of movies. That's not going to catch on, but I just no, thought it would. Yeah. No. Uh, but we're here today to talk about episode number 194, School of Rock. Woo! Yes, woo. And woo to, uh, it's good to see Ethan back again after. Uh, good to be back. After uh, a sojourn. Yeah, a little hiatus getting uh, uni back in. A hiatus back to university life. It is back to school, which is why we are doing School of Rock. It's also good to have Megs and Georgia back after uh, mini sojourns, if you will, as you are in full blown carry mode right now. We are, yeah. uh, Georgia killed me earlier. I did. She did several times. Is the voice part of the? What's the word I'm looking for when you come back to life? Reincarnation I've, process. I've been re. Yes, I've I've returned. I mean, I did pull all her organs up through she her mouth, did. so yeah, maybe yeah, it wasn't nice. Mm. You can hear it. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend. Just don't damage the vocal cords so much next time. 
Yeah, I should probably be a bit more careful so, of that. So that's Gentle the deal, is that uh, Georgia. Georgia and <laughs> Megan are in a show, and Liam is in a show, and unfortunately the two shows have conflicting rehearsal schedules, so nobody is free at the same time. So we drew up a bunch of movies. Well, and, I mean, I already had the schedule planned. Mm-hmm. But then we went, let's split them in half. Yeah. and Or split them in two. Split them in half would be to times them by two, actually, is the way it works. I'd be dividing by a fraction, which is actually the same as multiplying by a whole number. But splitting is, something in half, you split it in half. It's 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 a colloquialism. No, but you don't. Tie, it's not timed. Technically, it's I, just technically, no, technically, I split it in two. I split it into two the two pieces. Or split it in halves. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm not arguing. It's not a colloquially used term. I'm saying, but if you go to the root of it, it's incorrect. No, but you can split something in half. Okay. Does anybody out there in the microphone realize the point I'm trying to make? This is me, Georgia, or BFE Georgia, or whatever it is right now. I understand the point you're trying to make, but I just don't think it's right. No, it is right. Because the split is to divide, right? Can we agree with that? Split is divide. Yeah. Okay, in half. Half is a fraction, one over two. Splitting in half cannot be the same as split in two. Because split in two would be two over one. Okay, so Those are two into, different mathematical half equations. Half is one of yeah, two equal pieces. split into halves. Yeah, yeah there it, that's where it is. Where halves is the end product. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you can't split it by half. No. There we are. Come to BFE, get your <laughs> math, Phil. So Maths and grammar. There we go. By someone who, I, I don't even teach maths, but there we go. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, so there we are. Um, last week, uh, we did a little bit more. The Hateful Eight. What's that a fraction of? Go listen to it and find out. And that is, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But that is with BFF of the BFE, Julene. Julene, 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 who's one of our Patreon backers, our Ooh. friends of the podcast. And she's joined. I'll need some help this week because Liam's not here. Oh, no. And let's do Georgia because Meg sounds like death. And, and Ethan's, Ethan's got leg. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Julene. I'm talking about Hermes. Lena Oberholzer, Anthony yeah. and Davies, okay, Chris Peterson. I don't like doing this. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. What's your handle, man? Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Well, much Sorry. like Liam, too loud. The Yeetmeister. Yeet. The Reverend Bruce. Hello. Nate the Great. <laughs> I'm not good at this. I don't like it. <laughs> Andy Dixon. Hi, Andy Dixon. Holly Callum. Holly Callum. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Our resident curmudgeon. I don't know. Oh, Richard. It's Richard. Thank oh, hi, you. Richard. <laughs> the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukes. Uh, D- Dirk, but his friends call him. Uh, Diggler. Yes, Diggler. that's right. <laughs> the shy guy himself. Shy Burger Freund. I've not done this shy guy. Shy guy. Stu from the <laughs> Stew World Order podcast. Hi, Norfolk Domus. And dumb. Hi, dumb. all the way from Nova Scotia. AJ. AJ. <laughs> all right. I've not heard that in like four weeks, and I'm just very glad you asked me to do that. If you want to know how you can keep the lights on, (laughs) the studio of awesomeness, and the sweet, sweet BFE sound, not including Megs, coming from the microphone to your ears two times a week, please consider joining the Patreon. You can get in the door for as little as three British pounds. It's less than four bucks American, about five dollars Canadian. Other currencies are available. Woohoo! Woohoo indeed. And a big woohoo uh, to our charts all around the world. I don't usually bring stuff up unless something yeah. noticeable has happened. But uh, Are we back in Sierra Leone? No, but we were number six in Uganda. That's cool. Yeah, 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 I thought that was cool. So, yeah, thank you to everybody in Uganda or anywhere else around the world where you might be listening to the BFE. Whoop, whoop. Definitely. We're a top 60 podcast in the UK this week. That's a very competitive market. We even charted in the U.S. And I love charting in the U.S. It's always good times. Mm-hmm. So thank you wherever you are around the world. If you listen to BFE, if you're from a charting country or not, we just appreciate the fact that you want to give us a listen. Yay! It is the end of the month. It's in end fact of it's the first of the month, yep. yeah. So I've got our... Uh, Green Day are awake again. I've got our... Uh, <laughs> 
our uh, top 10 countries. Ooh. And we want to have a go. Top 10 countries that we downloaded in in September. America. Number one. Canada. Megan's got a face full of pasta, so I'll let you keep guessing. Canada, yes, number four. Australia. Australia was number two, and Australia was number one at the halfway mark, and then and then fell off the the, the pace. But yeah, thank you to all our Aussie listeners. What else? UK. UK three. So you got the first four. Those are the easy four, I think. Then come the harder ones. Sweden. No. Finland. Egypt. Not Finland. Not Egypt. Oh. You're in the right part Ireland. of the world with Finland. Ireland, though, is number nine. Denmark. Oh. Uh, nope. The Netherlands. Netherlands is number eight. Uh, Germany. Germany is six and go across France? the Alps and you might get to... France? Nope. Switzerland. Switzerland. I don't know if my geography is right with the Alps, but I'm trying there. I think they I'm are right. in the Alps. Good. Yeah, well. That's the whole thing of the sound of music, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then, of course, where do we chart this week? Uganda. Uganda, number seven. And then finally, uh, we've named them all except for number 10. Let's say hello to Carlo from... I don't know. Where Puerto I'm Rico. Puerto Rico. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, American, uh, I will say that the state of Georgia was number 11. For Hi, moment. guys. Number nine was My Missouri people. and Texas. We Actually, I do think there's something to that. Number, <laughs> number eight was Illinois. Number seven, Florida. Six, Ohio. Five, California. Four, New Jersey. Three, New York. Two, Indiana. And number one, Massachusetts. Oh. Massachusetts. 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 Uh, which would have been the number four country by itself, above Canada. Well, so is it Puerto Rico? Not Puerto Rico. I believe the, the more anglified version is Puerto Rico because it's okay. a port. But yes, it's spelled Puerto. Okay. Puerto Rico. Puerto, how, how do, Puerto Rico. I sort of said it with an Italian accent, but how do I do that? How do I do that, Carlo? Puerto, Puerto Rico. It <laughs> sounds like I Mario. Your English accent. That's it's funny. me, a Puerto. No, it's <laughs> offensive in two different cultures. Right. You've upset Italians and Puerto Ricans. There we are. In one fell I think they're both pretty chill people. Yeah. So I would say that. If Carlo's anything to go by. So I will... This is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to judge all, all, all countries by the one I member like of, the, of, their, of their country who, who <laughs> engages with the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's not a good idea. Yeah. All right. So there we are. Um, we did get a, a message about the mailbox uh, this week. I'm saying we're, we're, we're in conversations about when, when to bring it back and when the right time is. Definitely not before November. That's all I'm going to say. Because yeah. y'all are busy. I'm busy. Busy, busy, Meg's busy. busy. Christmas mailbag, maybe. Christmas? Maybe maybe November mailbag. November's okay. Win- what, winter mailbag. What is the mailbox? <gasps> Megs hasn't ever done a mailbag. Oh, the mailbag is when uh, oh, mailbag. the Do listeners, the listeners ask questions and oh. we just uh, answer them live on. Live on. Well, we did get them. Yeah, hey, did you, well, did you try the magic mind? Not yet. It's oh, really? It's still in your have fridge? You, have you had it? I have. Was it good? He's still alive, so we that's did, a good thing. Liam and I did a couple of segments on it, actually. You didn't turn green. No, I didn't turn green. It must be good then. It's not easy being green. It's not green elixir. No. It's not. It's not. It's not. You're going to start singing now, aren't you? It's not easy being green. I will. I will try it. All right. Give uh, us some energy. I've got one left, so I'm going to try okay. that as well. Uh, I think it is. I think it is good. I just think it's. Uh, it's not the profound difference that I was expecting. I'm sure everybody's different, but Liam thought it actually had a, a, a more sizable difference on him than I did on me. So there we go. Tastes lovely though. So there we go. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about reflections. And corrections. Corrections. That's it, corrections. <laughs> I don't like saying that, because it's not so right. There we go. Well, then, you, well, thank you for jumping in, though. So somebody, um, <laughs> none of you were on last week, so I'll have to share my personal thoughts about uh, The Hateful Eight, which mm-hmm. almost ran for a hateful eight hours. Um, <laughs> See, it's not me. It is the number. We've learned, we've learned two things from this. Number one, <laughs> Julene equals runtime. Yep. Yeah, Julene and our BFF, the BFE episodes are big. 
They are large. They are supersized. Uh, the other thing I've learned is that, I was going to say noticed and learned, and then it came out as like loaned, is uh, Julian equals ratings. Mm. Because Hateful oh. Eight tied our record for the best first day download number. And then uh, as of uh, like half an hour ago, it was one behind the seven-day number, and we still have all of tomorrow to go as well. Amazing. So it, it, it should it should beat that record. And I really, I mean, it's it's a Tarantino film. Uh, we, I was arguing with Liam, is this a ceiling film? I said, this isn't a ceiling film. This is a, it's pretty up there, but it's not a ceiling film. By ceiling, I mean there's floors and there's ceilings. It's kind of fantasy football sort of rhetoric. But a floor is, what's the least desirable film we could do? If we put it out there, we'll see who our core audience is. And then the ceiling film goes, okay, if everything hits perfectly, what kind of numbers does that pull in? And we said, I, you'll have flukes here and there, but I said, you know, if someone retweets you or whatever it is, but... I said I didn't think Hateful Eight was, was a ceiling film. Well, it appears I was wrong on that one. I so. would have said it would be because it's a Tarantino film. It is Tarantino, people- but it's not It's not pulp. It's not Inglorious Bastards. It's not... It, no, but it I doesn't, think he's just got have, a bit of a cult he, Oh, he does. Anyway, he does. Yeah. Like it, it, we knew it would do well. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the question. The okay. question was, is it ceiling? Is it that, You know, so Star Wars is a ceiling, is a ceiling mm-hmm. film. Um, Marvel tends to be in ceiling films. Yeah. Harry Potter would be a ceiling film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but no, we did really, really well. So that was it there. Um, so on some other notes, uh, it turns out that uh, Hermes has a defender in the GIF of the Week game, and that's Josh, your next favorite movie, uh, said, quote, I have to defend Hermes' choice for GIF of the Week. Uh, it was Woody Harrelson kicking an Escalade, which is made by Cadillac. But he knew I wouldn't recognize Zombieland, so he figured uh, it was a long shot to win. I don't know if I've seen Zombieland or not. Give the week is a competition where you have to play the player. Like play, play the player. That's, that's, that's true. It's very much Taskmaster and, rules. And like her, you have and, to play. To Hermes th- is playing a different game. I've discovered this now. Hermes yeah. is not playing to win. Hermes is playing to wind to, you up. To not even to wind me up. <laughs> Hermes is playing to justify his own self winding. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it's a game within the game. I know this because Hermes came to my defense for not giving him the win. And said, <laughs> I always play by the rules, but I also bend them to my own desire. Uh, alien emoji, laughing emoji. Welcome to the secondary game, my friend. Hashtag rigged. Hashtag inception. <laughs> but Hermes did do this. There's a mistake. I think I made. I made a note last week that uh, Samuel Jackson was now tied with Tom Hanks for the most films on the BFE with 10 films apiece. It turns out I'm wrong. Oh. Because I didn't give, there's a small bit where Samuel Jackson is a narrator in Inglorious Bastards, and I did not give him credit for that. So that puts him up oh, to 11. Gosh, yeah. I like Inglorious Bastards. Good. We've got lots of uh, audio stuff going on here. Uh, if Have you, you missed us? If you say, <laughs> if you say Inglorious Bastards enough times, Megs has a magical <laughs> charm that goes <laughs> off. <laughs> As George just talks with a mouthful of sandwich into the microphone. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to. Here we are. Um and also pointed out that Walt Goggins was also in Django. Uh, so there I'm going to do a second small one because uh, they both were uh, same film same guy. Uh AJ says excellent episode. She's in the loving long episodes club. Much respect and admiration to Julene. Appreciates all she shared and then she enjoys getting to know the BFFs. Haven't seen this movie, but will always enjoy the discussions in the BFE. Take care all. And then I do another one of these. There's a mistake I think I made. How do you get someone's name wrong that you've known for like 25 years? No, 30, more than 30 years. I mean, if you're asking me quite easily, but like, uh, was it you? It's me. Um, 
is this part of my 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 anglo sization my my uh taken over by the english calibration concept. to the british pronunciation of things mm-hmm. because this girl i went to high school with kara Mm-hmm. I Did have you been call her Cara? Cara in relation <laughs> oh. to the British pronunciation yep. of that name. And it's the danger of being a teacher and having to read names off a sheet all the time. Is that, is that the default sort of pronunciation of that name has now gone to Cara? Has she been in, in touch head. to correct She you? has been in oh touch. Oh, my goodness. She said, this was a very fun episode. It was my first watch of the film with Tarantino. So Tarantino, I can take it or leave it. In my opinion, a mid-level Tarantino film. Totally agree with Ian. The snow definitely reminds me of growing up in the county. I don't know if she meant the country or in Gray County, but regardless. She said, remember, it's Kara, not Cara. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I don't know how I made that mistake. So we've got uh, a little shout-out here from our poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Hey, Dwayne. Oh, wow, that was very chill. It's me. Uh, it's, just, it's just exciting. said, I have always noticed that Liam says cinema photography and uh, kind of look forward to it. I hope he keeps it. It's uniquely Liam. Uh, I don't, Dwayne, I don't think I can let that happen now, but I've heard it and corrected it. I can't let it just stand there. It's like people from this part of the world, I don't know if you've noticed this, Megs. Ooh, depends what it is. They say something. Yes. Oh, I hate it. On the end. I hate I it. Think, yeah, they put a... I cannot abide that so i'm not stopping people making presentations at work and saying that's not how the word's said but if i do get a chance with someone and i know them if we have a decent relationship i do go you know what's a g on the end of that word right not a k because the problem is and the kids will spell it something yes and i'm like it literally means something. it's it's literally what the it's, it does what the, what the yeah. word means i get really itchy about could um could have like could have and they write down could of but at least that's yeah. how it sounds like it doesn't even sound like something no something it's the past specific, and present specific, tense yeah, people right. get wrong all the time. oh it's brutal but just the idea of it something turns into something i'm something. like it's not oh, it's not a little, thing it's yeah. making me squirm yep. so there we go uh so Dwayne, i don't think i'll be endorsing liam's cinema photography he has genuinely <laughs> done it since the beginning has he i've not yeah. noticed and i twitch every single time wow. i've not noticed either no uh nate the great says i have a friend who liked thought-provoking he kind of got a laundry list of stuff here uh, i have a friend who liked thought-provoking movies and other mediums so i recommended him bought eternal sunshine for her she never watched it we're not friends anymore i wish <laughs> i could get the procedure to erase her from my memory <laughs> then continues loved your true romance episode i honestly thought for the longest time it was a romantic movie and after hearing your episode i really want to watch it i'd recommend it it's a good movie and then really enjoyable hateful eight episode you guys get better every week and i mentioned back to him i said hey it's really really kind um you know we do this because we like this every now and then it's got elements of work to it or a chore to it and there's some weeks you look forward to more than others and some movies you look forward to more than others so i said thank you and he's very kind to go he said you you are the guy who does the promotion you are the guy who does the editing and you are I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I, I i am that guy so uh, is it because i've not been here that it's gotten better and better should i just toddle off now <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, what I'm hearing for everybody is that five-hour episodes the way five we Five-hour episodes, no Georgia. We'll have to get one of those five-hour energies to start every uh, episode <laughs> so we can keep going. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, let's go ahead now while we got some a little bit of time and do some general shout-outs. And the first one goes <laughs> <That> to... <laughs> the first one goes to Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die. Hi, just Kevin. just rejected my trade offer, so screw you, uh, Kev. <laughs> are we talking about that at some point? Uh, what, football? Yeah. We will, but okay. not yet. Uh, Russell the Post, he celebrated, uh, according to today, is his three-year BFE anniversary. Wow. He wow. shared with me the pitch that he received from me. It literally has not changed. <laughs> I have been hitting copy and paste for three years. 
I don't do nearly as many uh, spots there trying to run up uh, promotion as I used to, just because time gets away from you. And then GIF of the Week was brought to us by Juline Nutshot. <laughs> that was the safest probably option there was from that movie. Um, entries from... My good looks confused. <laughs> one of the characters gets shot in the nuts. Oh, yeah. I was just so there go the, the word was not well, there shot. was a nut shot. Yeah. No. Uh, so uh, we've got entries from Hermes, Kara, Josh, my next favorite movie, Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler, Juline, entered an entry for her own word. Love that. Uh, Play Chris, the game. Chris Peterson, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. And that's about it. So who do we have here? We had Hermes, who did a Peter Quill reference. Kara did some cartoons. Sorry, Kara. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, Josh, next favorite, next favorite movie. I'm sure it's from Dust Till Dawn, where the guy sort of unveils. He's got a, he sort of, I don't know, he lifts a blanket or something off his groin, and this gun pops up where <laughs> his penis should be. So it's a literal nut shot. There you go. Uh, Dirk. Uh, says i think it, uh, sorry i thought it was a uh brooklyn 99 gift with, with with doyle uh julene did a harley quinn cartoon uh harley quinn giving a nut shot to joker chris peterson did something from uh, home alone uh Dwayne smith did a skateboarding fail and i was hoping it was going to be like one of the skateboarding things where they try because there was a rail there i'm mm-hmm. like oh he's gonna jump on the skateboard try and ride it down the rail and he's gonna land yep. on his well, no point on saying nuts now. Jeez, it's been long <laughs> enough. But that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. And then instead, it was a bit where he tries to jump. The skateboard then hits the ground and then pops up, and so lengthways, and that hits him in the groin. Uh, I once tried to skateboard. I was very bad at it. I can't do anything like that. I can roll a skate. You can. I can't even a do that. Bit. Not on, not on, not on the four wheel ones. If it's if it's a roller blade, I'm okay. I've never tried that. Oh, roller blade, I'm okay. At. Uh, third, Same as ice skating, isn't it? Third place, I'm going to go to Chris Peterson for, for the Home Alone. Uh, it's like Marv and, and Harry. And I think it's yeah. Harry. Is Harry the little one? Or is Marv the little one? Marv's the little one. No, Marv's no, the big no, one. No, Harry, Harry's Pacino. Yeah, uh, Pacino. Pacino. There's a Pesci. movie I want to see. Pesci, there we go. <laughs> Willow Wet Bandits. <laughs> they got a great big house. <laughs> Uh, having Christmas. <laughs> <Hoo-ha>! <laughs> um so third place to Chris Peterson, second place to Juline for doing her own cartoon for herself. First place, I mean it was a Tarantino movie. The wind's gotta go to a Tarantino movie. And maybe not directed, but he was in it for uh, from dusk till dawn, which I believe he does screenwrite as well. Is that the vampire film? Yeah, it's the one that's yes. a, like totally different movie, and then they go it to the bar and it off. changes. Yeah, and then it completely oh, changes. I love the first half when yeah. it's when it's like George Clooney and his and his weird friend kidnap a preacher and his kids. I'm like, oh, I'm here for this, and, and then, then they stop, and, the and it all happen. changes. Yeah, that's a weird film. It is a weird film. I'm hoping one day we'll get a chance to do it. Can I have a quick? I just want to make a quick PSA about my PSL here. My pumpkin spice latte. I got the frappuccino with almond milk because I don't like that much dairy, but it's turned into like scrambled eggs at the bottom. Like, yeah. because I don't know whether, because it's not got the dairy in it, but like, it's turned into like ice slushy thing and looks like scrambled eggs. It does eggs. look like scrambled eggs or so, like, it, it, it looks good? like if you're at McDonald's, I imagine they've got a pre-made scrambled egg that you pour out of a yeah. jug. It looks like that. It looks like that. I mean, yeah. it tastes great still, but just as a, yeah, just a little public service announcement. If slushy. you were, if you like a pumpkin spice latte, but as a frappuccino, maybe, maybe don't get almond milk because it turns into 
Scrambled Thank you for that. We got a review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's from Jay Carosa over on the American version of Apple Podcasts. Oh. It's titled Georgia Lebowski. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe don't have someone that dismissive of the Big Lebowski on the Lebowski podcast. She was so irritating. I had to stop <laughs> listening. And this is one of my favorite movies. Also, did she not get it was a comedy? It's not real life. It's a movie. You don't have to like it, but at least be aware of the genre. Five stars. They <laughs> <laughs> so could have hated you that much. Five stars. Appreciate- <laughs> Thank you for the five stars. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> for, after a minute, you to turn it off. I, I would say this. I would say this. <laughs> um, I, whenever hey, George is a regular part of the uh, part of the part of the process. I'm so not I feel, invited. I feel, on. I feel I there's a small here. shot here. Maybe you don't have her on. Um, George is part of the furniture, but also we don't go. Who likes this movie? Come on and talk about it. We kind of go. This week we're doing this movie. Yeah. And if we like it, we like it. If we don't like it, we don't like it. But there has to be a room for all voices. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to try to think of something I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm really passionate about I, – I like wrestling. That's come up before. I don't want to tune into a wrestling review podcast and just hear two guys just tell me how everything is the greatest ever. No. But it needs to be a room. If they, like, I, don't, I don't like what happened this week, then – you know, like what happened this week and that's why i listen to them if you're listening for someone who's just going nuts with how much they like the big, big lebowski there's lots of podcasts that'll do that i'm sure of it yep it just wasn't us nice to have a bit of debate as well sometimes isn't it? yeah i mean i look back i had the highest score i think of anybody on the pod but i'm not sure maybe liam i think i was the highest i was six and a half oh, so i yeah. think i was the highest also it's just the, the idea that someone says uh, is she not aware it's a comedy there's lots of different types of comedy yeah, you, don't, you don't have to like yeah. i have to like or yeah, laugh at every single type of comedy. Just because you know it's supposed to be a comedy doesn't mean you laugh at the joke necessarily. No. If, no. if anything, if it's supposed to be a comedy and I'm not finding it funny, that's worse. No, I'm not here coming at uh, Jay Carosa. No, not at all. I think it's brilliant. I'm more or less going, we just we just give you our honest opinion of what the things are. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't, if George didn't find it funny, George didn't find it funny. Uh, I I still struggle. I said I watched it 20 years apart and I couldn't get into it. I thought maybe I would grow. Now that I'm into the Coens, and now that I'm uh, I'm a professional film teacher, and I analyze all the time, and I'll see a whole new. Not really, <laughs> not really. I did appreciate the nihilistic tone of it all, but that's about it. I think Ethan was trying to get on this a couple of minutes ago. What's up, buddy? It's not like the internet is void of positive podcasts or reviews about the Big Lebowski either. No, it's one of those like guy films. Like every yeah. po- film podcast does. They love Tarantino. They love. Uh, big, the Big Lebowski and the Coens in general. It's one of those films that gets brought up. I so guess it's, there's maybe, stuff there. Maybe I would because been, I would have been Team Georgia on that film. Yeah. I don't like it. Maybe because there's just not very many voices out there saying that they don't like it. That yeah. it was a bit of a shock. I'm not, yeah, because I'm not that great with it either. I mean, we had someone who used to be heavily involved. I won't say what what, what the person's name is, but, um, not because I don't like them, but just because I don't want to. There's no need to, to rehash it. Who was big on Star Wars? It's not Ethan. And um, <laughs> really took umbrage with the fact that we weren't over the moon, like most of the Star Wars community is, or mm-hmm. film people in general, about Empire Strikes Back. And once we, we, we gave Empire what they felt was a little bit of a less than ideal treatment, they stopped listening and stopped engaging. I'm like, that's all right. Yes. That's all right. But, you know, mm. this, is, this, is, this is who we are. We sat down, we watched a movie. Here's our honest opinion on it. Yeah. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, I mean, hopefully, I mean, <sighs> I've said this before, like, I think I'm okay at analyzing narrative. I, I do. Mm-hmm. 
am I, am I the world's greatest cinephile? No. And other people who are involved in independent, uh, Carlo can eat me for lunch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Carlos, Carlos is a cinephile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And from the film effect is a cinephile. Stu's in the Stuart Little podcast is a cinephile. These, these gentlemen probably all have greater knowledge than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I bring analysis wise is part of it, but I, I really think it's about the personalities we have behind the microphone and having that because mm. people do say if they like us it tends to be i feel like i'm down at the, at the pub or the club or, or the bar yeah, or whatever yeah. just talking films with my friends and that's really kind of what we're going for yeah i'm yeah. a big girl enough to know that not everybody likes me and that's okay i'm, so. j- I'm just the guy who you know i'm, I'm the pretend I'm, I'm the ted mosby of the group i'm yeah. the pretentious guy who won't shut up and be like but <laughs> look at what they're doing over here and how it means you just this. make me <laughs> like oh, if we're doing oh if we're doing how much your mother yeah which one am i you're lily my lily you're lily yeah. Yeah. Later seasons early when she's more interesting though. E- maybe Ethan's Maybe <laughs> Ethan's Ethan's Marshall. Yeah. Just a Liam, goofy little guy. Liam by sort of definition becomes Barney. Mm-hmm. Meg's is was well, only for one off. It's Robin, isn't it? Yeah. There we are. Uh-huh. There we are. <laughs> so you're gonna marry you're gonna marry Liam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Liam. That's 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 it's kinda how the character felt at the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm sure Liam is lovely to be married to. <laughs> so there we go. I I love how I met your mother. I just uh, have a hard time watching it these days. I don't know what it is. It's I don't know if it's got great rewatchability at this point. No, I've not watched a single episode since I watched the whole thing about six years ago. Barney's so. antics are hard in a post-Me Too movement because this whole character is about tricking women into bed and I think that's very dated now. It is very dated. Also, it's hard to watch Neil Patrick Harris do that now because he is... I love him so much. So okay. to like see that actor do those things, I, was like, I, just, don't, I just don't need to watch He's it. I'd rather watch acting, George. I know, but I'd rather watch his Tony's performances instead. You know? so he is brilliant. If you want to leave her a few like Jay Carosa, you can name it any of us followed by them. So maybe you want to call this one Ian School of Rock. I don't know. But uh, Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. He's not watching. Five is the magic number. Checking in with the morning report. I think this one's just going to be for me and Ethan. Apologies, ladies. Um, It's going to be... We love football here on the BFE, the little fantasy football that is. (laughs) I spent about 15 minutes watching... Because there was a game in London today. I spent about 15 minutes... I watched the whole game, but uh, for... for, Actually, it was more than 15 minutes. It was a good... The whole second half. I had the (laughs) official feed from ESPN on the, the big screen here at the Studio of Awesomeness. And then I had the Toy Story edition on Disney Plus running on my laptop. (laughs) What a strange thing. So what they did, Meg's looking at me all confused. Toy Story edition. It was weird. It was like they had like a Snapchat filter, if you can imagine, but on the whole game. Oh, so it so the whole it game is like is, yes, it's 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 like little toy football toy players, but the whole way around, like you've got like like the, the whole f- around the sides of the field is like Andy's room. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would enjoy football. So, so, like so the problem was though, it looked visually interesting. They had like every time the ball got placed, it was like the claw came down and placed it, yeah. and the thing that measured ten yards was Slinky the dog. Oh. So that was cool. But then the the announcers 
were just announcing for the most, but they didn't acknowledge the stuff they could see on the screen. But then they called the game just like you'd call a regular football game. And I thought to myself, self, if you're doing this, surely it's because you're trying to reach a younger football audience. That would be my assumption. What did the players look like? Were they like little woodies? They were like little bobblehead. Yeah. They, they were oh. bit like faceless bobbleheads and like one side was in like black jerseys. The other side was in, well, I think it was white and jerseys. It, it was only running about 30 seconds behind the main game. It was really remarkable yeah. I mean, to that, see how that, they were able to do that. on my level. So it was, it was, it was really interesting. But I did I'm wonder. i with the tech. I did wonder if the uh, announcers couldn't have done a better job of not making it sound like a regular game because I, I ended up getting a hold of some friends of mine from Canada and going, the announcers on the Disney version of it, on the Toy Story version, are doing a better job of calling a straight football game than the guys on the ESPN. Oh, they were terrible. The guys, it must have been like they're, they're like number five squad because all the teams are playing all the games. Apparently, they're off for the next like nine weeks because there's not enough games to go around, so they're getting the chop. But uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was a, a really interesting visual thing. It was like it was like a, a Snapchat filter gone to the, the the end level. Yeah, I heard about it on the radio that they were doing it. I only um, found I out when, when to... I don't know if it was, I actually posted something in the group chat for for the podcast mm-hmm. that I meant for the group chat for my teacher fantasy football league. And then Ethan, I went, sorry, wrong chat. And Ethan responded with something about watching the Toy Story version. I'm like, what are you on about? So I Googled it because I couldn't. The other thing was I landed on Disney Plus. It didn't just pop up for me. It should have been like the first thing yeah. that landed up. I had yeah, to, I had to search for it. Yeah, the thought, I searched football. It didn't come up. I had to search Toy Story, and then it comes up, <laughs> which I feel is a mistake it in the user a, interface. Um, I think it is, but I think it was very much a test run. They're basically seeing if they can use the like augmented reality to make like to put over the top of things so mm-hmm. from what I, what I heard on the radio it was very much a, this is the first time we're doing it so they might not have wanted to have advertised it that heavily i thought it was, it was a I bit of a test run. i thought it was if that was the case i think it was very it was very successful i think it's going to mm-hmm. be yeah. we're going to hear a lot of stuff came out about it but i just want to touch base on that because we do mm-hmm. love it was talking about it like a lot because they, they posted it on twitter like a month ago and everyone was like this is stupid but everyone that was talking about it before watched it this time. Well, there, there, there is a fascination to go. Yeah. Is this a traffic accident? <laughs> but you, but it's the thing. Everybody wants to be on the conversation, whether you loved it yeah. or hated it. You want to be able to say, I saw it, and therefore have an opinion yeah. on it. Do you go back a second time? That That's the secret. Uh, wait game, wait game. Let's all play the wait game. You're you're waving and you got a mouthful of food, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vamp for a bit if you don't mind, because number one, the part of me that loves audio quality, but number two, you are arguing about there being fluff on the microphone, sort of foam thing. If you start talking, it's gonna be bread and meat all over that thing. Have are are, are you done? I'm good now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching my word yeah. choice very carefully with this. Go, <laughs> go ahead. I was just gonna wave because I wanted to join in on the weight game because I've started losing weight as well. Have you really? Yeah. Have you? Did you make, make note of like a, a start point? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay. So mine, uh, I'm down, I was down three and a half again this week. So that was good. Although I feel like I'm up a bit. So on Tuesday, I think I'm going to weigh up, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know why you decided after doing your first point, I'm yeah, going to put no, more really food. Ironically, as you're talking about weight loss, I'm eating my you, tea. Yeah. You, you, you just can't wait a sentence to stuff more food in your gob. I'm starting to lose weight too. Give her a moment to breathe. Food goes in. <laughs> In my defense, I did four hours of rehearsal today where exactly. I died no, like no, no. six times. You're it's totally right. Really no, you're totally right. I told you to jump in with that point and then go. I know. No, what I'm did you want to add? I wanted you want to add? add that in the since well, pretty much since I've not been on the podcast um, in the last like four weeks or whatever it is, 
I have lost, what have I lost? I have lost four pounds. Okay, so. that's very good because your four pounds is not the same as me losing four pounds. No. I'm, a, I'm a taller, bigger man, so I have a different starting point than you. So, it, yeah. yeah, so well done, you. Thanks. Um, now let's talk about are we ready for some football? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so if we look at last week, just for the record, um, Oh, I'm there. Okay. Um, Ian, that's me, I think. Is that you? Destroyed Ethan (laughs) by about 45 points. (laughs) Acknowledge me. Not only that, Ian, that's me, according to my notes, scored the highest point total in the league last week. Acknowledge me. There we are. Well done. So there we go. Uh, also, Liam lost to Nate the Great by 54 points. Wow. Now I don't feel so bad. Meg's lost to, uh, yeah, and Meg's lost to Dwayne Smith by only about seven points. Yeah. Yeah. I and had week two, I thought I was going to win, and then something happened, and then I didn't I had win. a miserable week. So you thought, what was going to happen? You thought you were? It was like 90% I was going to win, and then something happened. And then happened. you woke up, and all of a sudden it yeah. went. No, no. Yeah, pretty no, no. much. Because no. actually, to be fair, George messaged me and said, Meg's lost. And I just don't know. I'm like, no, no. You you don't know how to read the app. I went, <laughs> I went total mansplain. You clearly don't know how to read the app. Because Meg was ahead by so much, she couldn't possibly have lost last night. And then she did. And then she did. And I don't actually know what and happened. And I was right. But it's fine. So uh, there we are. Um, so... Oh, Georgia squeaked by Kev by less than two points. Yeah, still one though. As your horseshoe up your backside season continues yep <laughs> georgia is three and oh that means three wins and no losses and she is am, in are you at the top she is in second place and is currently mm. currently destroying liam uh spoiler alert <laughs> georgia has the third least amount of points in the game going into this Woo-hoo. week <laughs> liam has the lowest for the record now georgia's three and oh james de guzman is oh and three so zero wins three losses so the polar opposite of georgia okay. ready for this Go James de Guzman has scored eight more points than Georgia has this year. It's not about oh the points, God. is it? To be honest, it's about if you beat your opponent. You just, is it you, about wins and losses? It's just about to wins points. and losses, yeah. Oh. So it's just about who you paired up against. That matters. So yeah. You could just be really lucky. Oh, yeah. And just keep game oh it's entirely against. that, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I've had seasons like Georgia's. Like last year, I was in a, a league at the post wrestling people, and uh, I was having that sort of a year. I was just looking out. I did right actually this week, though, get a chance to use a waiver wire, and I actually have improved my team quite significantly, oh, though, I so hopefully. To, I applied for some, but I didn't get any of them. Yeah, welcome some. to how the rest of us are living our lives. Yeah. You were you were being very successful on players that Liam and I both wanted last week, so there we go. <laughs> uh, this week, for the record, uh, game of the week is me versus Reverend Bruce. Ooh. I'm in fifth, he's in third. Georgia in second, takes on Liam in second last. Yeah. Uh, Ethan in the probably the lowest performing matchup of the week. Ethan takes on Ensigny and Davies. Ethan, I looked at it an hour ago. Yeah. We were like, it was like 52% chance I'll win, 48% chance in uh, Ensign Davies will win. I look now, 27% chance I'll win. Okay, I'm proud of me. Every time the waiver wire is on, I'm in class. And I forget about no, it when I come out on, of class. On, the waiver wire, you can, you can put your picks in for the waiver wire right now. I hate you don't myself. have to. Be, you don't have to be oh. live for the waiver wire to work. I am but a fool. Uh, so Ethan thirteenth, Anthony in eleventh, uh, Megs and Dirk right in the middle, eight versus nine. Ooh. and then Dwayne Smith number one takes on James De Guzman number sixteen. Ooh. First versus worst. 
Well, that I think, should I think go James one, a, of, I think yeah, James one way. Did, you say it's going to one or two ways. It's kind of well, how the game no, works. I, was say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should it it should go one way, shouldn't it? My brain's not working today. So either. I had a very good week last week because in the BFE Invitational, where I represent the BFE, I put up one hundred and fifty-seven point five four points wow. for the second highest point total in the league. That was only second highest. Yep, that's amazing. My opponent was Stu, who put up one hundred and fifty-eight point nine six points. So when we talked about how it's about luck. I put up the second highest out of 10 teams and lost because I played the guy who had the first. Okay. So that's Stu from the Stu World Order podcast, who we do love. So there Is we it go. a bit like poker where you need a bit of skill, but a lot of it is luck? Oh, there's, some, oh there's an absolute luck yeah. focus to this. Absolutely. So there we go. So there we go. Uh, this week I play the Sip List, uh, who I am suggesting maybe should be something that sounds like Sip, but also starts with an S. The sh- anyway, not the Ship List. You can figure out the rest from there. Uh, I'm in fifth there and last. I will continue to not be last, and they will continue to be last. So there we are. The effing nerds of a new number one team. Thank you very much. Let's go ahead and do the film review, shall we, on the old film review podcast. Uh, why are we doing this? Uh, it's part of our back-to-school season we're doing. It's also the 20-year anniversary of School of Rock. Mm. So there we go. Oh, I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to feel old? Fine. There's a stat for you. <laughs> Uh, let's do the pitch. I've got Felix who came by. Our one other constant oh, besides me. I've seen Felix in so long. And I've missed Felix. Let's have him right here. After being kicked out of his rock band, Dewey Finn becomes the substitute teacher of an uptight elementary private school, only to try and turn his class into a rock band. So there we go. How is Felix? Is he all right? I've not seen him. He's right, been yeah. around for any of the recordings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just it's chill fair. him. Yeah, just chill him. Not had any more fights yeah. anymore. He's not in the football, so um, he, I don't think he enjoys the amount of time I'm spending talking about it these days. Because, yeah. yeah, he came around the other day, I was watching football, I was like, all right. Yeah. There's the road, do your thing. So, this was directed by Richard Linkletter, who was the writer-director of Dazed and Confused, the Before Midnight Sunrise Sunset trilogy, Fast Food Nation, and Boyhood, but he only directs this. He doesn't write this. This was written by Mike White, who's also done Orange County, Nacho Libre, Pitch Perfect 3. And Survivor. Well, he didn't write Survivor. Despicable Me 4. Oh, not one through oh, three. No. Uh, cinematography by Rogier Stoffers, who did Quills. Weird movie. You ever see Quills? Oh, is, is it, it about, about porcupines? Po- is it? No, it's I think not it's about porcupines. Jeez. <laughs> is it like a set in the olden days? Yeah, it's about the Marquis de Sade. Yes, I think I have. It's flipping weird. Yes, it is. Very yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. Very weird. I have a, a, an image in my head of. He, he, an actor he, in a they, costume. Yes, <laughs> they cut his tongue out, and so he writes with his own feces on the walls. Oh, lovely! Yeah, yeah. yeah it's also that, got Joaquin so. Phoenix and Kate Winslet. It's a very weird mm. film. Uh, based on the real life Marquis de Sade, uh, also did the Secret Life of Bees and the Vow. For what it's worth, music by Craig Weirden, who did Red, oh, sorry, who did Role Models and Wet Hot American Summer. First oh. time I saw this, I'm curious about Meg's answer to this question because I imagine I can guess the you, you two, but let's try Meg's. Do you remember the first time you saw this? This week. You've never seen this? Whoa! I'd heard of it. How have you missed this? I don't know. I'd heard of it. It, I think. I think because it's the first time I've watched it. It it just it makes me twitch. Twenty years ago, it it makes me twitch. It was your twenty-first birthday, so that would make sense. (laughs) 
I think if I watched it back in the day, I would love it. But it just makes me twitch. I will go into that later. But um, yeah, I watched it this week and it was on Prime. And then it came off the free included Prime and then I had to rent it. So I was sad. Wait, was it on Prime like earlier this week? Yes. Oh, shut I, up. Because I, I, I paid actually, for it. Yeah. I was watching it on the way back from the Kylie concert. <gasps> and then halfway. The train. I got halfway and I thought, I'll finish it this morning. And I had to rent it. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> I, looked, I looked last night and I was like, oh, cool, it's on Prime. And then this morning I was like... You got to use Paramount Plus now. Yes, those three yeah. hours was a mistake. You can that do was a huge mistake. You can do a free trial, yeah. But I think I've already I used a free. Tr- I think I, I used, used a free. It. Yeah, I used yeah. mine for something else. <laughs> I'll create a new. I can't be bothered. To, I'd rather rent it than make a new it's email account. Effort, it's yeah. just too much effort. <laughs> uh, uh, Georgia, Ethan, thoughts on your first time watching this? I first watched this when I was quite young, so it probably was probably when it came out on DVD. I imagine maybe a little bit after because I remember my mums had said before that this was the first film me and my sister sat down and watched like all the way through oh really yeah so not like a disney film not <laughs> not a child like centric like animated thing or anything this is child centric this is child centric but, but like not in a not maybe not for well, not, it's not animated it's not animated and it's not your typical first film to sit down and watch all the way through sure um but yeah so this is the first film i watched all the way through Ethan. I think it was on like Nickelodeon or something when I was like five or six. His, uh, de- I don't know, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm, I'm trying to get, get used to this again. There is an actor in this which was who was big in Nickelodeon at a certain point in time. So they were uh, like, let's yeah. let's go through that person's filmography if it's age appropriate. George's crisps are, I'm sure, being picked up by the microphones. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm recording. What's the crunchiest food you've got? No, I mean something that's like really easy to pick I'm up on the audience. I picked, so I picked, I'm only doing tiny bits pasta. at a time. I haven't heard yours yet, Mags. Exactly. Well done, you. See? Well done, I you. I picked Pringles because they're not crunchy crisps. I went they are for crunchy. But they're not really, really. I could have gone with. I didn't, go, I didn't go for kettle chips like that. It could have been worse. Okay. You have to suck them and then it won't. Crunch. Oh, there's, there's no fun in that. All right. Um, first time I saw this, I went and saw this. I'm sure I saw this in the cinema. And probably just watched because I'd seen everything else that was out. And then uh, I think I came out and was like, that was not what I was expecting. In in a good way, I would imagine. Yes. I think I had a certain quality in my head going in. And this did better than what that was. Now, it's hard now because I'm watching it now. Because this has been, this was an, I, I owned this movie. This is, this is something that was in my, my, my personal collection. I'll, I'll, I'll own that for the top. In your personal collection? Yeah, like I owned like, but you I owned like. on DVD or whatever. Yeah, I had on DVD. What do you think I was referring to? <laughs> I'm just laughing because George is so yummy about. I thought it was a piece of battered fish at first. <laughs> I just put the Pringles away because they're too loud. So I can't yummy. Yum. presented it. It's like, here's my face. I'm trying not to be loud or distracted. Every how five much, minutes, Georgia has a new food item. How much item food is in that bag you brought? <laughs> there isn't any more. It's just the Pringles and the yummy. Right. Oh, it's mints. In oh, there I didn't mention that Georgia <laughs> did bring me a free Starbucks. I did, yeah. You have to be nice well, to me. You didn't steal it. No. I am. I am thankful for that. Yeah. Well, I'm just thankful I didn't have to pay for it. I just saw a message that said Starbucks, my treat, and I was like, Oh yes, yes, please. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and do context corner. There's not much to it. Screenwriter Mike White's concept for the film was inspired by a British documentary called The Langley Schools Music Project, where I guess schools got involved in actually performing music in this style. But I think it was based in the 70s, that that documentary of sorts. So um, Richard Linkletter refers to, so I'm going to lean a little bit, Paramount uh, put out an oral history of um, School of Rock. 
And so some quotes from various people who were involved with it. So Richard Linklater said, here's what it was given to him. Here's a script. Jack Black's attached. What do you think? I'm like, eh, I don't know how to do this. I'll pass. And then he says, I got a call that was like Scott Rudin, the producer, isn't accepting your pass. And I'm like, what do you mean he's not accepting my pass? <laughs> he's like, he was just sure I was the right guy to pull this off. It was a huge different thing for me to come aboard. I was a color on his palette. Someone had cast me as the right person to perhaps realize this thing that he thought had potential. And he went about looking for kids who were musicians, not actors. Musicians first actor second and thousands of kids between nine and 14 auditioned that should have been a reality show <laughs> yeah that would have been because cool. i would have that totally watched that because there is the musical version now isn't there as well school yeah, yeah. yeah. which is, re- is really impressive i watched watch that live yeah i auditioned for a amateur version of that and i got shortlisted as dewey flynn but i, I think can i can see you playing a lot movie. of people when that came out were like one oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> 46, it's almost never i do this 4613. Put on the back page here. I think you would be slightly less obnoxious than Jack Black as well. (laughs) Slightly. Uh, Just slightly. But no, I bet people were like, uh, you should you should do that that you should this is totally you and i think maybe i don't know if it'd be the same now because i aged out of it i think to a degree at some point you oh meg's giving me a look like i'm not sure you've aged out of this no you're not too old or young you're just about right for that one i think yeah yeah i guess so i just i hear a lot of it but then it's not new anymore i guess so there's a thing there i did audition i did get shortlisted i think if i'd been a known commodity in that society i think ty always goes to the person who's from there and that's okay i'm okay with that I had two very different audition processes back-to-back where I was unsuccessful, which doesn't happen to me very often, actually, in consecutive weeks. One was the worst audition process I'd been through, and I was just like, this the, the whole process is stupid. I'm never doing a show again. <laughs> and the next week, I was like, no, this was a really, really fair audition process. Mm-hmm. I have no gripe with the fact it went the other way. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but that's not about me agreeing. It's about the fact that I felt like I had a shot oh, to win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's all I want to know is that going into the room, there's a shot. Mm-hmm uh so there we are uh that's it let's do the deep dive and we begin and just before we start have anybody ever seen i'm sure you have the movie poster or the dvd box art mm-hmm. for this uh yeah. basically it's uh jack black kind of on his knees with a guitar and it has school of rock and the school of rock is in like the same font used by rolling stone magazine mm-hmm. so if you look carefully enough at the poster they do give rolling stone credit for the font <laughs> because they said they own that but even having that instantly went rock music like that yeah. that font it was very goes, clever goes yeah. rock music yeah it was really clever it looks like a cover of rolling stone yeah. so it's really well done uh then we get paramount pictures and the cheapest title sequence ever made i love these titles it's just jackets and posters and stickers that say like you know uh Richard Linklater film, Jack Black. Ian. I love it when they do titles like this, though, because it introduces mm. you to the world of the film whilst still doing that, and it gives it this little edge, and it, really, oh, it makes would, you really happy. I would rather have that than any sort of uh, augmented reality 3D graphics that we yeah. have now that do all the titles. Yeah, absolutely. And then it switches to just, like, normal titles. But yeah, it I, does switch, but the first ones, it the puts in the world of the ones, film. But yeah. also, the ones that are that even the normal titles, the one that said it caught my eye because it made me laugh, the edited by, the edited by bit, like came in on as if it was like upside down and then flopped the right way up as if it had been edited to be the right way around. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, the neon that he walks by says the school of rock, whereas the movie's called school of rock. So the decision was made after they shot it, obviously to shorten the name of the film from the school to school, which I would say totally the better movie title. Mm. Definitely. But they didn't bother spending the money on 
digitally removing the the. I don't think it's a huge deal. No. <laughs> no. no. Uh, meet Dewey Flynn, played by Jack Black. Is it Flynn or Finn? I thought it was Finn. It is Finn. My it bad. Finn. Uh, let's go ahead and hit this now, so I don't have to do it next week, shall I? <laughs> there we are. There's a mistake I think I made. As I was saying, meet Dewey Finn, played by Jack Black. Uh, I think his first appearance in the pod. I don't know why I say this. I'm just inviting people to tell me that I'm wrong, but yeah. I can't think of it. I can't think of anything else. I just think Kung Fu Panda. No. Yeah, we haven't done that. And we've not <laughs> done Jumanji either, so. No. Um, but the last one I, I would like to do one day. Yeah, I think, I think I've got some things to it. I'm not sure it qualifies, but it could totally, I when it hits an anniversary or something, I'm sure, or a WrestleMania week, I'm sure we could yeah. do something there. Uh, Mike White, the screenwriter, said, Jack was my next door neighbor for a few years. He was starting to get a lot of heat as an actor and would occasionally give me scripts that had been submitted for him to star in. These were invariably flat comedies, or he was like the John Belushi guy who gets drunk and falls through a sliding glass door or something. I'm reading these scripts, and I was like, I could do better than this. Obviously, music's a big passion of his. He has his band, Tenacious D. I had this idea of him leading this band of little kids. Somehow, it seemed like a funny visual. Then I got the idea that it'd be fun to have him be more of a W.C. Fields a bit, like a little guy who isn't really somebody you'd want around kids, but that's the fun part of it. Um, so makes me twitch. He makes you twitch. Okay, so do you have like an anti-Jap Black thing? No, just the whole... Oh, I can't remove my teacher hat. That's It's interesting, because in I watched field. this with an absolute teacher hat on. Yeah, And yeah. I was just like cringing oh. at how they don't do like a dbs check or <laughs> yeah like he 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 takes them off in a van and i know i'm going forward a bit and then a wow. child leaves and then i i just i was like i know again suspend your disbelief and you know it's a film but i was just like there's so many children in danger from this deceit <laughs> Georgia uh, also works in education. So there's mm-hmm. three of us in the education field, and Ethan's on the other side. He's like one of the kids in the van. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd watched it younger, I probably would have had a different opinion. But I just. I was going to say it's like big, kind of in the sense that, like, depending the age, you either go, oh, yeah, this is fun, or this is a nightmare. So I wasn't a teacher yet when I watched for the first time. I was in uh, 20 years ago, would have been. Oh, no, I'm nowhere near being a, even going to school yet. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's on, he's on stage with his band and, uh, you can see he's not happy. His guitar isn't high enough. He also thinks he's the lead singer. So that's my big issue is that he's trying to make himself front and center. And yeah. it's like, the whole film is like that. Though. At what point, like, I have a hard time believing these guys were ever like in a functioning band for a long run, which is yeah. what we're told they are, but he's, you know, he's not the lead singer, but he wants to, like, these guys wouldn't have put up like they're looking at him like they don't know he's like, like he this. should be doing this like yeah. surely this is what he's like all the time mm. Mm. and so he's like rolling around on the floor playing his guitar and uh i always wanted to be in a band that was one of my great life aspirations most so people never do don't had they? a chance to but i could play this is the great irony yeah. of me is that i can play guitar and i could sing start a band it see here's the problem I've, I've tried a few times to start a band mm. And what happens is either number one, your musical taste just don't. The biggest thing is your musical taste just don't jive. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't get on the same page for what you want to be. The second one is, yeah, I can do it. And you get together and you're like, you can't keep time. Not me, but you're thinking with the other person. You can't keep time. So if you can't keep time. You need a drummer. Well, no, not like, like literally like we just can't. If I'm playing, you're coming in too early or too late or all that stuff. So that's not going to work. You practice. Well, you have to have some level of bass-based musical skill, I think. Or number three um, has been people who have substance issues. So I once got invited to join a band. I I got hired at a job at the factory because the guy wanted me to join his band. 
The factory band. The factory band, yeah. He was totally about wanting me to play rhythm guitar in his band, and I was like, I just don't think we do the same thing, man. Like, they were all right. They were good. They were getting gigs. I was like, but our styles didn't clash. Did it mesh? But there was never these guys from the factory, different group of guys, were like, why don't you go ahead and join us? So we're in this, like, trailer. I should have known this, because we get paid good money at the factory. Like, we were making really good money. And yet we go to, like, this tra- 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 trailer park, basically, and we're in someone's trailer. Okay. And we're all gathered around, and I'm like, oh, shoot, this is not going to go well. And so we start playing, and it was a mix of two issues at the same time. The first was there was this guy from Hungary who I worked with, lovely guy, lovely guy, very clever, but very good. But he was like playing like crazy metal solo for like five minutes, and I kept trying to like bring everybody back in with the with. I was thinking I was just doing acoustic, and bring everybody back in and get back on the vocal. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was, <laughs> we kept trying to come back. He said, no, 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 no. And then we're like, what, what? And he goes, shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> Not trying to say something. Listen to my solo. And then he went to me and he went, you, sing over this. I'm like, there's no melody. You're just like riffing. I'm like, this is a disaster. And then the other guy thought the volume knob on his amp was a beer counter because every time he had a beer, he turned it up one. And I'm like, there's just no point. You can't have a band full of soloists. That doesn't no, you, work. You can't. You have to realize where the magic is. So, yeah. So, and then the other problem was you get, you have a great jam session with someone, and someone would either invariably move away, or their marriage would get in trouble, or they were already in a band. And so, the best situation that this is easy, and then it just never happens. Oh, well. Put it, so, on, your, put it on your bucket list. I'll put it on my bucket list. Band. Band. <laughs> I'm in the band, man. Band, man. Um. Where are we at here? So um, then it, the song ends when Dewey does a stage dive and uh, everybody moves and he lands on the floor and eats it. And then we get a graphic match of him laying on the floor the next day. So that was kind of cool. And then we meet Ned Schneebly. His Ned Schneebly is the screenwriter of the film. Oh, he wrote oh, himself in. Mike White. Yep. He wrote oh. himself into his own movie. Hang on. His son is white. Huh? Yeah. We got black and white. Black and white. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how that worked out. Um, but uh, he's the screenwriter and a Survivor alumni, as Georgia yeah. was saying. He's also been on The Amazing Race before he did that. He's actually friends with Jeff Probst. Uh, is that how he got on? It's how he got on, but he said that it, once he was cast, they didn't speak once until the show was over. That's good. Yeah, because you have to have the integrity yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but his girlfriend is giving him a hell of a time, and his girlfriend is Patty DeMarco, played by Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Well, I think it's great, but I hate her. But that's why I think she's great. Yeah, you're supposed to dislike her, yeah. Uh, also uh, nominated, uh, not nominated, auditioning for this role was Tina Fey. Oh. Who I love, but I'm not sure I would have hated her as much as I hate Sarah Silverman in this film. Mm. I think she'd be better as Miss Mullins. <sighs> yeah, good point. But is that I'm, just because we've all... She, but, but, but she's done Mean Girls. I mean, is she really going to go ahead yeah. and do and do the same role again? I don't so, know. My brain's in like a Thirty Rock phase right now, so I'm just seeing. I love Thirty Rock, and yeah. I've I've got a very. Uh, I think Tina Fey is absolutely gorgeous. So, um, I'm in love with Tina Fey. But uh, she's in the new Poirot movie, and I really want to see. Yeah, it, I haven't seen it I'm yet. Intrigued. I haven't yeah. seen the second one yet. So there we go. Um, but anyway, uh, so, um, they couldn't cast Tina Fey because her schedule on Saturday Night Live was getting in the way. So they went with Sarah Silverman instead, who was an on-the-rise uh, stand-up comic at the time. And then there's an argument between Dewey and Ned about if a substitute – well, <laughs> he goes, look, you're <laughs> – um, we get introduced to Ned's job because Patty goes, Ned has the most important job. I don't like Felix there. And Ned has the most <laughs> important job there is. 
he's a, like a molder of young minds. Like he's a temp, and, he, and that's like a substitute teacher is not a temp. <laughs> kind, kind of is. Kind of is. Kind of are. Kind of is. Is yeah. Are they thinking more substitutes for a longer period of time than just a? Well, no. But it seems like it could be a daily substitute, or it could be a yeah. long term thing. Mm-hmm. But usually, substitute teachers are through agencies as well. Yeah, we have them. At there work, is there is a bit where he says that we refer to them as agency staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the states, you'd just be you'd just be a sub. Yeah, okay. You're a substitute. Hey, we we we've we've we got a sub today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ned thinks Dewey wouldn't last one day, and I'm like, easy substitute teacher. <laughs> there might be a difference between uh, kind of his experience and the experience of someone who's. Uh, Manning it on a full-time basis. Yeah. Just a thought. Uh, and, that, hey, I say this in, in Canada. you you got to be a sub first. got to be a sub or what we would call a cover teacher first because uh, the unions are so strong and there's not enough jobs to go oh, around okay. for the workforce. So everybody has to be a substitute until a spot – and even to get on the sub list is almost impossible. Wow. And you got to do that for so long before they even look at you for a proper full-time gig because the union, like I said, is so good, strong because the money is so good. Okay. So, um, a bit different here, but as opposed to the states and here, <laughs> where there seems to be a shortage of long as it seems to, there is a shortage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Patty wants Ned to kick Dewey out because he hasn't paid rent in I don't know how long. He's like $2,000 in debt. Uh, Ned feels that Patty might drop him if he doesn't kick Dewey out. It's this great moment. Like, look at this. I might not have ever have a girlfriend again. <laughs> and you kind of look at him and go, it's not wrong. Yeah, no, I, nope. I'm on her side with this. If he hasn't paid any rent and he's a bit of a man-child, you'd be like, come on, what, what's going on with our life? I've got a thing about mooching. mooching. I've got a thing about he, mooching. Yeah, he's a moocher. He's he a moocher. i got a thing about mooching. So, yeah, um, absolutely. And so uh, he's told he needs to get the money or get out. And instead he goes to rehearsal and he goes up and there's someone playing. And you can hear them playing this new song. And he goes, who's this guy? And it's like Dewey is being fired, and he's being replaced by a guy called Spider. <laughs> Spider's yeah. such a dick. <laughs> um, and this is you get a little bit of background nothing here. Like apparently Dewey starts the band. Yeah, we found out it was his band to begin with. But like, look, we're taking the we're taking the battle of the band seriously this year. There's our timeline for the film. Yeah. Here's our stakes. Right? It's gonna whatever's gonna happen. The battle of the bands is sort of front loaded. But the battle of the bands seems to take place at daytime. Well, I got, I got something <laughs> for which really confused me because I was like, surely a battle it, of the bands. I'm holding up 15 pages of notes. Are there okay, any other plot holes you want to poke you just, out now before we get to? Yeah, I just I was thinking that when I was watching it though. Yeah, I was like, huh. Uh, I don't know why that's... Is that true? Is. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll leave that as a, <laughs> as a hook for people. Is that actually the case? Uh, so Dewey's replaced by Spider. Uh, Theo tells Dewey he's an embarrassment. 20-minute solos, stage dives. And then Dewey holds up three fingers and tells him to read between the lines. I don't... <sighs> I know it's a kid's movie. i just rather he didn't do this than did this. You know what I mean? It just feels too whitewashed. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I thought it was But dumb. I watched I watched this very young, so So you're probably going to school going to read between the lines. Uh, not at school, but to my sister, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh he says it used to be about the music, and I'm like, let's re- recap. Twenty minute solos and stage dives. That doesn't feel like it's about the music, it feels it's about you. Yeah. It's about him. The whole thing is He's got a serious ego problem. He does, this. he does. And I'm not sure he ever really addresses that. Or admits oh, no. that he had this. I don't think he does. 
Um, and so uh, he's going to start a new band. And this is fine. You got broken up with, you say, hurtful things on the way out. But in order to make rent, Dewey tries to sell a guitar. He tells the person he rented of a sign of uh, the phone. It's in mint condition. Um, condition. He's trying to say it's the, it's the guitar Hendrix played. Here's my question. Is he saying it's literally the guitar Hendrix played? Or Hendrix played this model of guitar? Because if Hendrix played it, two grand's nowhere near enough money. Yeah. Surely he wouldn't have an actual I guitar. think he's just lying about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I think he's just being a bit of a con. A wide lie. Then this is like when you get like something really good from Wish.com that says it's like this authentic <laughs> thing, but it's like $4. You're like, okay, it's not, it's too good a deal for it to be real, guys. Uh, but he gets a phone call, and the phone call is from Ms. Mullins, played by Joan Cusack, who I think is also making her BFE debut on this film. I love oh. Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack is the sister of John Cusack. John Cusack oh. isn't Say Anything. He's in Con Air. Other films. John Cusack. I don't yeah. know her, though. Oh, you don't know her? No. She's great. She's, actually, she's in a lot of the same films her brother's in, oh, okay. usually, but not the sister's exception. Uh, I think she's fantastic in this. Um, Eileen Starger, casting director, says, quote, we held auditions for all the other roles except for Joan Cusack as Ms. Mullins. We all agreed she would be brilliant, and she was. And she's phoning because they need a sub ASAP. Uh, Dewey says he'll take a note for Ned. And he finds out $650 a week. And then he pantomimes to be Ned. So this is probably about 500 pounds a week mm-hmm. in 2003. Oh God. Mm-hmm. That's quite good. That's not bad. Yeah, that's yep. right. Uh, so that's that's what he said too. And so we yeah. smash cut to Dewey driving up with the worst haircut. I hate his haircut when he's like the teacher version of himself. <laughs> I also hate haircuts in two thousand three. Even in two thousand three, I was like, the haircuts here are stupid. <laughs> Would you like to find out what uh, five hundred pound uh, like with inflation is currently? Uh, sure. Uh, it's one grand. <laughs> So basically, it's grand a week, he's being told. I mean, I wouldn't own it that. (laughs) Probably commit identity theft for that, yeah. Yeah, well. I understand Uh, it. No one questions the guy driving the rock and roll van into the school. Um, Dewey then wants to be paid. Like, the number of red... I know it's a kid's movie. The number of red flags... I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, Dewey wouldn't have made it past this first thing where he wants to be paid up front in cash because we're told he comes highly recommended. So she already knows she can phone someone who's ever school and go, did he ask me paid up front with you? Yeah. Also, if he then goes, also write it out to this other name for tax purposes, either one. He's going to commit tax fraud. Tax fraud. Somebody want to get the school the involved. In. Yeah. But also, even if this is before when like DBS checks are a thing, you'd still ask someone for ID. Surely you, you, had, to get, you, had, to, you had to get a police check. Police checks were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I know. But like, even I said, even if it was like. Now here's the thing. I think he's obviously masquerading on on Ned, Ned Schneebly's DBS check. One could say DBS is a thing we do in this country for checking if Would you've got a police record. Would they not need some form of identification? Oh. at least some something because any a driver's license maybe guy, yeah what yeah. year was this again 2003 so that was after okay. 2002 but not yet 2004 <laughs> i'm just trying to think where in the world we were with all the security United States. checking things oh okay um i don't know i think this is still before a lot of the big scandals in a this country because it's a lot of um it was a lot well, of child I, protection was, issues yeah that then not much before yeah security i don't it's hard to guess with the states but still you'd think even just to get into the school you would have to show id and go here's who i am um dewey uh says he also wants to cut out early because he has some stuff to do 
Again, wouldn't you be like, who is this guy? He's told that there's a stiff code of conduct, and he's like, hey, I got no problem. And he talks about smacking the kids, and they're like, no, we Again, don't do corporal punishment flag, here. And he goes, so what, just verbal abuse? And she's still like, <laughs> like I kept being hard up for staff. Yep. Don't know about this. Uh, in the classroom, uh, he gets introduced to the class, and uh, Ms. Mullins says, why don't you write your name on the board? And he goes to write Schneebly and can't figure out how <laughs> many E's are in Schneebly. <laughs> Uh, and then as soon as she leaves, she's like, who's got food in here? And he goes, you're not going to get in trouble. And then one girl does have it. And he goes, I got a hangover. Who knows what that means? And the kid goes, it means you're drunk. And he goes, no, it means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> also, these kids, I guarantee, would go home and they would say to their parents or whatever, our teacher was drunk today in class or something like that. They would just take a little bit of out, that. Out of all the things that get done, like, yeah, it's amazing it doesn't fall apart quicker than it does. We meet Freddie Jones, played by Kevin Clark, uh, who's the, he's uh, going to be a drummer. Yeah. We meet Miranda Cosgrove as Summer Tinkerbell Hathaway, who wants to know what they're learning and says, hey, you know, we're supposed to do it. She gives this very detailed itinerary of what the day usually incorporates. And Dewey instead tears down the star and the demerit system and gives everyone recess all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, something's up when one of the kids is actually recognizing that they should be learning. Because usually the kids will be like, yay. Meg, do you teach kids around this age? Yes, I do. Do you ever get tempted to give them recess all the time? Well, no, not really. I find that if I leave kids to their own they devices, chaotic. Like, it's worse. It's worse. Exactly. Yeah. Structure. <laughs> I yeah. like structure. Just, just give your kids, kids a book and read kids it. Like structure. That's fine. You're, Silent yeah. reading. You can Off get, you go. You can get to the day there. But yeah. Re- no, no. You leave their own Indoor devices. Play. Someone will hurt someone. Indoor play is is a tragedy. When <laughs> <laughs> it's raining. Um, Ethan, I'm guessing Miranda Cosgrove was the person you were talking about. Uh, summer yeah, Jake and Josh, I Carly. The new iCarly, probably someone else she's done as well. iCarly came up when I was yeah. doing my, my IMDb yeah. check. Yeah. As opposed to a DBS check and IMDb check. <laughs> we cut to the principal's office and Ms. Mullins can't relate to children. She's like, you're, you're not going to get in trouble. And she goes, How, do you want to hug it? And she breaks up crying and goes, I'll be good. Now, here's the problem. I, I didn't see anything Ms. Mullins did that made her. She was awkward to kids, but nothing that would install fear and tears no she no looks quite she was rigid very fairy kind of yeah they act yeah. like she's mistrunchable yeah they do just, act like she, that's a great example comes across more she, of a miss honey to me yeah Don't know who that is. A bit of an awkward miss honey who's that the teacher um, in the nice matilda. teacher, the nice matilda. teacher in matilda oh the one who lives like in like like a tree yeah okay. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah that one okay um so there we are. at the end of a day, uh, Dewey gives all the kids high fives and j- he runs out before the kids and jumps out over hedges <laughs> and he promises to see you on the flip flop. Yeah, which I thought was I thought that was quite 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 fitting. I've got a, a timestamp for that. For hopefully, I put it in the intro. Um, and then uh, I'll tell you what: there was this this advert that came out a couple of years ago, Megs. I'm wondering if you remember it. And it was an advert that was trying to get people to get into teaching here in the UK. Okay. And it was like this guy, this young this young hip guy. And he's like, you know, making science come alive for the kids. Yes, and, the, and they're all looking around like they really want to learn. And he's like, hey, 
fresh haircut yeah nice and they're all fist pumping each other yep. and then at 315 when the bell goes he's like walking to his car as the kids are walking out and it's this idea that yeah yeah because yeah, oh, that's that what happens because that's what we do all the time <laughs> yeah we leave early we've got all those holidays to uh he's got relax. No, he's just got his like cool cool guy sat under his arm there's no marking he has to do <laughs> no, we're planning we spend hours there's marking no and sorting out things no, and there's none of that stuff going on and going to staff meetings yeah. and doing data we have, and assessments and yeah, I could go on. There's a lot of like get into teaching campaigns in this country, and they all are ridiculous. Like, it's this, like, this, like, this, like I, I can't imagine showing up on your first day and being like, "Wait, I'm supposed to do what now?" <laughs> so here's what it really is. It's like, like they like list the one of the most recent ones was like, "Your your life can help like." To in the classroom I want the it's like, actor this is so stupid I want the actor from that commercial to follow me around for the day and let us film him documentary style and see <laughs> and see what he looks like when he's leaving after my day because they're he, definitely structured by someone who's never been in a classroom yeah with a teacher. like tomorrow I've got like because I'm ahead of the part but my timetable is less than a lot of people right but it fills up with meetings real quick <laughs> and including like my last lesson of the day, I got asked, Hey, can you move your meeting with the head and uh, one of our vice principals where I talk about the, the, the outcomes that students did last year for, for GCSE and a level film studies and English, uh, back an hour. So everyone can leave by four rather than by three, by, by five, sorry. And that's for people who are like sort of like heads of department and above. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But then, you know, it's gonna be me sort of, you know, justifying that i did an okay job last year <laughs> i'm like i wasn't part of the commercial i saw <laughs> nice. which is fine i'm head of the department i applied for the gig i get that side of but it's it's not as idyllic as it's made no. out to be no definitely yeah. not um and that was after i was there till 8 p.m on thursday for open evening and oh yeah. yeah if you help out with extra bits extracurricular stuff as well after school that's extra i'm never out of there by 3 15 no never no. maybe maybe on a friday every now and then but even that's yeah i'm not gonna have any of those i just signed up for another class on a friday after school so yeah such is uh it'll be good but still uh where are we at here oh so dewey so, pin has putting up posters and some guys find this poster dewey finn wants you and whoever did the 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 whoever drew the, the picture on good yeah if that's what he can do, he should get into that. It looks good <laughs> for this great rock band. The guys are laughing at him. He's a joke. But then surprise, the guy behind them is Dewey Finn. Oh, didn't see that coming. So after school, Dewey tries to get Ned in his new band. And he's pitching this. He's even eating dinner with the happy couple, <laughs> which I find really weird that he's like this like complete rebel in all the phases of his life. But he's like, sanctity of a dinner table. Absolutely. Probably because they made the food for him. <laughs> if and it's they free. made the food for him oh, and it was free, it that is. makes yes. sense. No, I, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, um, he goes, come on, Ned, join my band. And he's like, no, Dewey, I'm not a demonic sex god anymore. <laughs> and he holds up this picture of him, Ned, and a third guy, all in, like, makeup. Who's the third guy? Director Richard Linklater. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Ned admits, hey, look, um, I'm not a, t-. he goes, look, I'm not a temp. I'm a sub. And soon I'll be a certified teacher. And I'm like, hold the phone. Patty's been going nuts about how her, how Ned is the greatest, most important job in the world. That he's not even a certified teacher. Yep. See, in Canada, you can't even get in the room unless you're certified. Yeah, you've got to have your, your QTS, haven't you? In Canada, you got to have a B.Ed. There's oh. only one path in the teaching in Canada. Oh, is there? Because the deal's so good. There's yeah. only one pathway. It's they want the best of the best. The best of the best. Yeah. It's a very selective process. And then over here, there's like a million pathways in the teaching, <laughs> which is fine because it gives people who might not have gone for it the first time around who've been very successful. I have a colleague who's I really 
regard very highly who was a TA first and then a couple yeah, of them I actually who were TAs first and have ended up being like mm. one I was just having coffee with today who's an assistant principal where she's at now. She was my mentor, I guess, all the way through. Um, and the other one is works in the door worked in the door next to me when I first started teaching. And now 12 years later, 13 years later, 12 years later, I'm her boss at the new place. But I rate her incredibly highly. And if there's a spot wherever I'm at, I want her to come along and teach on my staff because she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they started in this process. You know what I mean? So if you work where I work, you can like be a UQT for as long as you want with no one. <laughs> a UQT would be unqualified yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll, but they'll leave oh, where I talks. was like, yeah, there, were, there was a high number of unqualified teachers at one point. Our, our school is very yeah. high number of UQTs, not Which very many in Canada. Just it, from a Canadian perspective, I'm like, huh? Yeah, what? And then you wonder why publicly sometimes it's really hard to get kids to buy in. It's so and parents it's to buy in. So difficult at the school yeah. I'm at because there are so few actually qualified teachers and so few and the appeal of course teaching assistants that are actually any good at the job and, and the appeal of course is that you can pay an, an unqualified teacher only like 60 percent of what you pay a, the, the starting rate of, of a qualified teacher so it's great for it's great for for balancing the books yeah i think that's why it's not great for trying to do that no it's not great for the actual job yeah. you're supposed to do no it's not so what are your priorities yeah yeah and where i was from it wasn't because i mean we, we i teach in a challenging location so yeah. it wasn't they were trying to balance the books they would have killed for people who were qualified but what do you do when there's no one around yeah so that's changed over the last X number of years, but yeah. They just don't pay the staff where I am enough. And so you don't get people that are actually good at the job because people that are good at the job won't take that little money. Or- also, it tends to happen, including places that are tougher places to work. The school I used to be at, the school that I'm, I'm now yeah. at, uh, is you go there, you cut your teeth, and if you're good, someone will snap you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go and you work at a school where the kids are better behaved. Yeah. Or you get a promoted post somewhere else, whatever the case is. It's very hard to, to keep people up. where you are. Very high turnover where we are. Yeah. So, um, so this now this is not the case in Forest Green, which is the, the fictional school where this is set. No, this is very much the other sort. Of this school. is this is like the greatest school in the state. Yeah. We're told. Yeah, they can't get someone to come. Like, this would be this should be someone's vision of paradise. Yeah. Like yeah, it's supposed to cover someone who fell down in the shower. In the original script, Dewey like runs her over with his van by mistake or something like that. <laughs> oh my oh. god. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to get on side with yeah, them for that. I'm yeah. glad they took that out. Yeah, that, that uh, it's like when Michael Scott hits worse. Meredith with a scar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see them like, trying to reboot, though? Some I saw well? I saw a graphic. I'm waiting to yeah. hear actually anything official, because I don't think you can remake, remake The Office because of the content. I don't think it gels in 2023. And you'd, yeah. have to, you'd have to do Majorly such a Diet Coke ver- and, and like castrated version of it that it yeah. wouldn't be the office anymore. No, I don't think no, it would work I don't think it would make anyone happy. No, it's, yeah, we, we don't, it's like, oh, jeez, let me start on the Frasier reboot. Um, <laughs> What's Nicholas Lindhurst doing there? Yeah, I know, right? And Ned tells Dewey to give up on his dreams. He said, I did, and it's working out really well for me. <laughs> It's a great message. Uh, the sad part is, like, the movie places us and aligns us with, with, with Jack Black. Yeah. Who's, like, we are kind of unwilling collaborators with identity theft and fraud and this endangerment why, of children. Yeah, yep. Cringe. And about these kids really should be learning yeah. something. Well, like, yeah. give them, like, like triple music lessons. That's fine. But they should still be learning some reading and some math and, does and it, stuff. Yeah. Does it devalue teaching in a way that any old book guy can just turn up to a classroom and no one knows? Oh, this is anybody who goes, I can do that. Anything. Yeah, 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 exactly that. The party is, as, as a teacher gets offended by this. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is my, yeah. Uh, if, 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 you're just, if you're the one who cares about the kids. Yeah. Um, so back to school. 
Um, Dewey tells them to do whatever they love to do. And Summer says, I love to learn from my teacher. And he goes, anything but that. Go do recess. He goes, my parents don't pay $15,000 a year for recess. At which point, who's sharing with their kids how much money the school costs? And also, if this is a school that costs that much, why aren't they checking the people that are subbing their classes? <laughs> and surely if it's fifteen grand a head, surely you can afford... Like backup staff, backup staff. Yeah. Like someone just rotates in. You have a permanent like supply team. She yeah. like they're all wiped out because of sickness. But was everybody sick for that amount of time? No. Like the person he's covering might have yeah. been away for weeks. But the reason why Jim and Sally are off, yeah, they, I don't get it. Dewey tells the kids to stick it to the man. And he said, you used to be able to stick it to the man, something called rock and roll. And then MTV got uh, MTV showed up, and that was the man ruining rock and roll. He says, you guys should just give up. And then on cue, Ms. Mullins comes in and gets the kids for their music class. Mm-hmm. And so Dewey's... Uh, Intrigued. No, he's taking a leak in a, in a <laughs> with very low set urinals. Uh, in a very, you know, would you jab black? He's, he's taking a pee. Which would imply, though, he's in the kids' toilets. Is he not in this? Oh, is he in the kids' toilets? They're really low. The fact there's so many of them. Red flag. (laughs) I just think that's just a a fun visual joke if you're not involved in teaching. They're all in class. Kids kids never leave. (laughs) I remember once I was working on a Saturday. I used to do Saturday school a lot. I I still do occasionally. But um, (laughs) we walked into, so uh, the English block was like separated from the rest of the school. It was like a a long corridor built onto itself. Yeah. And we unlocked the door and we walked in and there were these like 15 year old boys lying shirtless in the corridor (laughs) asleep. And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so we did a check and the school's business manager had rented out the that block of rooms to this nonprofit group who was looking to set a world record for five aside football using our multiplayer area. Mm-hmm. So we eventually managed to convince them, can we get you guys to all go down on one side and we'll use the other side. But like, we're about to have, but the other question was like, we're about to have a whole bunch of like 15, year, maybe they're like 17 mm-hmm. year old boys, a bunch of 15 year old girls and boys come through and sort of people are like, do they, pro- do they pose any sort of a safety risk? Because no. we don't know who these kids are. Da, 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 da. But we were not expecting to open the door to half naked. <laughs> yeah, it was that's, the, that's weird. <laughs> it's, the, it's sleeping bags and stuff. Yeah. It was just, and they were adults there supervised. And eventually we found them because yeah. the main adults were outside because it was like a 24 hour, Right, yeah. Five yeah. a side football game. Really weird. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. So, um, if I just keep coming back, I'm not a demonic sex god anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, we go and we see several of the key kids in this class, uh, who had been featured already the cinematography shows us that they can all play various instruments so dewey's inspired and runs to his van and grabs instruments to take in the class i don't know why dewey's got drums or a keyboard as a guy who plays guitar i understand a microphone i understand yeah. having several guitars yeah i can even get my head around a bass yeah i don't he's get got, the keyboard the i don't get the drums <laughs> yeah but the movie has to happen movie's got a movie yep <laughs> unless he takes them when he's kicked but we see him not take anything with him when he's kicked out of his band. No. So Dewey's introduced to Zach Mooneyham, played by Joey Gatos Jr. I will say Zach, I think, is the weakest actor of all the kids. Yeah, I think so. He's the guy very, who plays very the, talented on guitar. He's, he's the guitar player whose oh, dad guitar, gives him a hard time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He's like he was asleep the whole time is what it felt like. <laughs> and we get some classic rock riffs as he teaches some smoke on the water. Iron Man and TNT <laughs> by uh, Iron Man. I am oh, Iron Man. Yeah, it's the name of the song. And then TNT. And so we get to those. And I'll give him credit in that he's trying to. The problem is he's like, he could have struggled a little bit more with nailing these guitar legs. But he's like, he's just like, yeah, I can do that. These kids are absolute prodigies with these instruments. Then we're introduced to Lawrence, played by Robert Sy, who does some keyboard stuff. And then Katie, the cellist. Uh, who's played by Rick Vareyes, and they have said in the, uh, a, a tragic story is that they have said in the years following School of Rock, they were highly sexualized by mm. the online community as the oh. hot girl from School of Rock. Let's consider the age of these kids yeah, for a minute. That's not cool. Mm. So they say that they wish that. Um, they'd book something bigger. They really wanted to book something bigger that would distract people so yeah. they could stop being the hot girl from School of Rock. And some some parts of, of their story were shared about, you know, oh, let's do a countdown for when they're going to turn 18. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. Uh, just, Emma just, Watson went through the same thing. Yeah, kind of what happened yeah. with Emma Watson. Yeah. And so maybe it's because Emma Watson was so big, I didn't – it, this this there was surprised a countdown me. to Emma Watson's 16th birthday mm. party. Dumped like, by in the, the sun, sun or something, yeah. yeah. That is yeah. – I had it recently with like like the early two thousands. Yeah, the early two thousands was a really strange time where this sort of stuff was just normalized. Mm -hmm. I think this when the envelope got pushed as far as it could go. Yeah, was the early two thousands. There's a wonderful book called Sunburn, which goes very deep into like the sun and that kind of stuff. I say wonderful; it's more just eye opening. Like what the early two thousands was. Like they're saying, like they're in like grade six. Yeah, which grade six is like. Oh, the, Zach says he's ten several times. So I, think, like I, I think all the kids are supposed to be yes, ten, but the playing age is yeah, yeah, about my year group. Yeah. I would say that's that. like yeah. year four. Is that is that right? No, no there's a year difference. Year, I'm trying to think year, which way it is. Yeah. Is it year? Um, I think it's year five. Year thirteen is year twelve, so it's like year seven. It's like year seven. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, if, they're, if they're ten, they're no, yeah, because. Our equivalent you usually, of usually yeah, yeah, but you got to keep in mind. Okay, I, I couldn't do it. I don't want to do another math thing. Where we, <laughs> but in 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 the UK, in the UK, what year you're in depends on when you're born through the school year. So yeah. it starts September yeah. and ends in August 31st. Yeah. In North America, your grade you're in starts in January and ends December 31st. Right. So it's about calendar year only. Okay. So oh, okay. it's not a perfect transition, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? We meet Freddie Jones, who's put behind the drums because he can't play anything else, and they all play "Smoke on the Water" as a five-piece. And Dewey says, "You're now all going to begin a school project, rock band." Katie wants to know if they can tell their parents. No. One of the other kids wants they to know. They so what, would though. They so yeah. Would. One of the other kids wants to know what they're supposed to do. He goes, "Enjoy the music." They go, "You mean we're not in the band?" And it kind of hits Dewey because he's was told he wasn't in the band. And we have a list of tryouts for singing. But I will say this. Very quickly, he goes, you are the five kids who matter in this class. Everybody else yeah. make these five look good. Yeah. Is there a better guitar? We're not going to bother. Is there a better drummer? No, no. We're not going to bother. No. Uh, we meet Marta, uh, played by Caitlin Hale, and Alicia, played by Alicia Allen, who are quickly given spots as um, backup singers. Uh, one is called Blondie. That would be the blonde one. And one is called Brace Face. That would be the one who had braces on her face. Um, for some reason, IMDb felt like I needed to know that it was Jack Black who actually came up with these uh, nicknames himself. Oh. As someone who likes nicknames for, for students, I mean, I'm in favor of that. Isn't 
I wouldn't do. No, I wouldn't use these nicknames. No. No. Uh, but I have. But at one point, I had a student who told me on the last day of class, I hated that nickname you gave me, and I'm like, this is the stupidest time to tell me this. <laughs> if you had told me this on day one, yeah, I wouldn't have done it for a year. <laughs> so here's a little game I have to play called "If You Don't Like Something." Tell people. Tell people. Say yeah. it. Yeah, it's not my fault you didn't. I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we have big groups of kids at um, outdoor work, because obviously we don't get to know them for long. I don't. If I've got like 13 kids, I'm not going to learn all their names. No. So they all get nicknames. Nicknames is great. Yeah. yeah. But based usually based on what they're wearing. So one might be like wellies and then red hat, like just literally, and they they think it's brilliant. I've got these twins in my class right now. Really, really nice kids. Really, really bright class. But I totally have power rankings for them. I play them against each other. And I say, all right, you're in competition for which one matters to me right now. <laughs> That's and, cruel. And they sit right across from each other's face. It's like I have a mirror in my room. Funny. They're good kids. Uh, thankfully, one wears glasses, so it's easy to tell them apart. Yeah. Uh, are the kids really playing, you might ask? Well, one person's cheating. Oh. Any guesses? Hang on. Um, one actor is not playing the instrument. Keyboard? There's keyboard, there's drums. The drummer, no, he is playing the drums. It also includes singers. If you think singers aren't really singing, you can include them too. Ooh. No, you can hear them. All the kids out. really play their instruments. Oh. So it's a singer. And the backup singers are really singing. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, Jack Black is not <gasps> doing the guitar solos. Oh. Oh, is he not? So he plays like the like Smoke on the Water and all yeah. that stuff. He's playing that and he plays the chords. So when it goes like, dun, 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 that's not him. I just assumed he I'm had yeah. this I did not yeah. think so until I read that. And then I watched the movie most recently with that in mind. You, yeah, you can tell then. So is it because he can't play that or is it just because of he's sound? Not, he's not that guy. Issue? Right, okay. He's kind of a strummer. He's a rhythm guitar player. The other guy plays the lead in his band. Isn't that a bit cheeky that this is all about the kids playing the instruments? And then he's not even playing his instrument properly. I tell you what, when you go and see, if you go and see it in the West End, it's not on at the moment. But it is the, the kids do play, yeah. and the guy playing Dewey yeah. does play. Considering he makes himself central. Well, that was the weird thing when so I went impressive. out for it. Was I was going like, am I going to have to play this? Yeah. And they were like, nah. If you can play guitar, it's a bonus. But none of the kids could play. That's oh. re- see, that's really weird. Well, I think it's, I think it's really, I think it's really dumb. Yeah, it is. I don't and think you should do the show unless you've no, got. A but then you never, but then you never do the show because at yeah. least talented enough to. At least yeah. look like they know what they're doing with on the last song. If they if they only play the last song, that's fine. But at least because if you get the school of rock, it. not the school that can't rock. Uh, a mutual friend just played the head teacher in the musical version, and apparently they all the kids did actually play. Yeah, so they did it Excellent. properly. So, yeah, yeah, when I when I went and saw it, like when you get to the like when they play Battle of the Bands, mm. the rest so they they've got like a four piece pit as well that's adults playing like the underscoring and the other yeah. songs when you do the musical because obviously it's not just the songs in the like the like, yeah yeah there's extra songs in the musical because it's a musical but the, i did tell you i auditioned for this right you know i'm explaining to the people not you i'm <laughs> you just looking at you they're explaining to, to the people in the microphone um yeah but they will the, the those four people will like put their hands in the air for the entirety of the so that it's the kids because a large part of the show is kind of like if you go see the rolling stones you see the Rolling Stones, there's two bands on stage. There's the Rolling Stones, and then there's the backing band behind the Rolling Stones. But, it's, just but it's like at the end, if the backing song. band held their hands and went, look, yeah. the Stones are playing. Well, no, but surely it's... Green Day's playing. If Woo. they're playing one song, like, surely that's... Most people could learn to play one song on an instrument, you would think. If you've already got a little bit of skill, you'd hope that you'd yes. be able to. But I, no, I would really, I'd be really disappointed by a version of School of Rock where the kids yeah. couldn't play you the need to, If you're going to do it, when do we it did, When we did Forbidden Planet, 
Yes. I was supposed to grab my guitar and play a bit. We never really figured out how to do that properly. Why did you have to play? Because it was a thing where he joins in. I forget what it was. Uh, I think it was in She's Not There. Yeah. Well, I had to come on out and grab it. I did play, but yeah. did I know exactly what I was doing? I was no, very thankful for the pit band, and I just kind of just jammed some power chords over it. Oh, so when I did Sound of Music, I learned how to play Edelweiss on guitar. But I, Yeah, I did. I, 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 I was playing it. it correctly Who taught you how to do that you did there we go <laughs> um i was playing it correctly but i couldn't get enough noise out of my guitar no, and my ability to hold chords just is it i've got basically yeah. i've got fucked up knuckles so i you can't have tiny hands and tiny hands yeah. so i, I can't have tiny hands you see my knuckles look they click in and out of place so i can't Ooh. physically hold down the strings <laughs> you struggle because you almost like but like come inverted the other My way. Hands you came, are like yeah. The same yeah. Size. So I've got no. They are very much the same size. I've got no grip. Hand but I still. Hand <laughs> <laughs> but I still. This hand is your hand. hand. No this wait, that's my, my hand. hand. <laughs> oh no, it's your hand. No wait, that's my hand. Friends podcast coming back one day. Point being, I did actually <laughs> learn how to play. I could play it, but See, the guy in the pit played as you, well because I couldn't rock, get the amount of. You could have played at the end. Yeah. So Jack Black should have played. He should have learned it for that film. So there we go. Um, Lawrence approaches Dewey at lunch and says he doesn't want to be in the band because he's not cool enough to be in the band because no one talks to him. And Dewey says, once you're in a band, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, people love you and they share a secret handshake. I'll tell you what, I worked with a guy who was not the most attractive guy in the world, but he said to me, he said, Ian, this isn't why I've always wanted to join a band, but he went, join a band. He said, doesn't matter. He said, look at me. He said, I'm an ugly mother. You can finish the rest. <laughs> and I always had it, was able to find a date. And I'm like, I don't know if you're trying to tell me that I'm like, like no chance with women or if it's just the fact that I was always talking about being in a band because he was really close to being a, like able to be a full-time professional musician because wow. his band oh. almost made enough where he could pay his mortgage off it. He said, cool. he said, if I could do my mortgage payment a month and then all my missus has to do is the other stuff, but yeah, I can take yeah. care of the house. That's enough. That's impressive. Yeah. But the last I heard, we both got laid off from the factory on the same day. So I hope I hope he just turned it into his full time gig. But he was yeah, in his forties when he was talking to me. Okay. I mean, there is so. something cool about people in the band. Yeah, I will admit, people who can play instruments I, in general. I, I just find that but I also think it's this anyway. thing where someone's up on stage and everybody else is like getting enjoyment from them, and you're thinking, yeah, I know that, I know that person, or that person's yeah. interested in me, or yada yada yada. But you know, just the because I because I can't play an instrument. Yeah. Amsterdam's got a little bit of that, but it's a much smaller circle of people who find that attractive. But because I can't play an instrument because of my fucky hands, like, and I, because I didn't when I was younger. Interesting use of adjective. Fucky hands. <laughs> that would be the adjective at the down, but yes. I my piano up. But yeah, I'm just in awe of anyone that can play. Anyone that I just go, and people that can read sheet music, my God. Oh, yeah. It astounds me. I can do that. I can follow sheet music. So if someone gives me a starting note mm-hmm. and... I know the basic tune. I'm pretty much okay, but I can't. I can't cold sing. Like. In, the, in the oh no, I can't do that. But in the end, but I could. I could do like a piano. I could sort of play what they're looking for. Yeah, I could, but it would take me a very long time. I did a lot of musical theory stuff too when I was in. Uh, I need to uni. do some more. I haven't done enough musical theory. Um, just because I need to fill out some things. So I'm, I'm like two credits away from me to qualify music teacher as well. Huh, yeah. Cool. So if I if I went back to Canada, and just got like two more classes. I'd be like, yep, I'm good. That's really cool. Teach music. Yeah. Someone said to me, don't you want to be a music teacher ever one day? And I went, no. This is why. I said, well, I want to surround my life surrounded by bad musicians. <laughs> no, this is what I do for, it's the same reason why I'm not a drama teacher. Like, no, this is stuff I, I do for me. Yeah. No, I'm not ruining this for myself. What am I going to, oh no, I can't read poems in my spare time now because I've read too many bad essays. Oh, well. Uh, RMD for Carrie. I was speaking to me the other day and I went, 
I need you to teach me some actual musical theory because my ability is not where it should be for my like ability to like sightseeing is not there so he's like yeah i'll do it at some point i quite enjoy singing uh, teaching basic level and i was like excuse me that's rude <laughs> tell you who wasn't rude though and that was dewey when he was trying to talk lawrence into not quitting the band yeah it was nice and that's based because uh it's actually art imitating life because early in filming the the young actor robert sigh approached richard linkletter and tried to talk him out of letting him be in the movie because he felt he wasn't right for the role linkletter said this is exactly what makes you right for the role i'm looking for this kid and kept him in so there we go that's cute. Uh, the, after lunch, the band all lines up. They've got nicknames. Um, uh, a young man who's who's he's clearly gay, uh, <laughs> even at the age of of what ten. That away? Uh, maybe it was his nickname of Fancy Pants. They're <laughs> um, oh, supposed to be I don't know, like a roadie or something like that. And he says, "Can I be the band stylist instead?" And I'm like, "All right, we're this is what we're doing, okay." And the three leftover girls are called groupies, and they're told to just worship the band. And I'm going, "This is too Whoa. creepy. This Red is too flag, creepy. Flag. Do not call ten year olds groupies." Nope. No, no, it makes me twitch again. And this is where Dewey decides to tell him, well, I'm going to be the lead singer. Because he's of pitched course. this of as this is a school competition. <laughs> yeah. And I want to give us a leg up. And Braceface goes, why are you the lead singer? Isn't this a... Isn't this supposed yes, to be a well, school-based thing? This is what I felt the first time I went and saw Grease at, uh, that my school did. And the head of drama decided to sing the opening number. <laughs> and I said to oh, my... they used to cast themselves quite I, a lot And I was going, shows. I was going, oh... <laughs> even said because we were kind of both like high profile you know yeah. we were young the kids liked us so i was trying to go like you know uh, who's but i was like i very sarcastic I'm like, that's right don't don't let it be about the kids no 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 get all the roles you couldn't get when you were in school that's what this is about when i do theater with my kids it's it's just all the kids like you know there could be adults involved, i refuse no, to kids. do anything unless there's a special so for instance we did a talent show at the school mm. um name of the schools got talent and they said we want to have some staff members involved ian were you, you well, know, i went fine kids, if that's what the, the kids, kids really like want that's it. fine it makes them laugh, but it? as far as like we did Humanizes high school musical yeah we did high school musical yeah. with the exception of if they were really short for someone to play the teacher yeah well, which, which yeah, i didn't do because there was but... a kid who wanted to uh, at no point was, was i like can i i was like yeah. my role is always no i don't want to do this because it's something i do for fun on my time i don't even want to help if i can help it hmm. um but they could so that should be about the kids yeah, and yeah. he could have. He didn't have to be playing. I know it was all about showing off Jack Black playing the guitar, even though he's not playing the guitar. Yep. Um, but he ego. could have had a kid doing it. So this is back to my thing that Dewey Flynn Finn is a flawed character yeah. because it doesn't have to be about him, and this he's is still just about Peter him. Pan. This is Peter Pan totally. This is about him not having his ego stroked by the band he was in. So he's creating this, and so much so, but because we're aligned to him, we kind of try, it places us to see it from he his does perspective. Learn a little bit by the end. I mean, let, he does, let, let's talk about yeah. that at the end and go. What so has he off. learned? Yeah. So what he goes is, I pledge allegiance to the band, uh, and they promise not to fight Mister Schneebly for creative <laughs> control. I think I'm going to do this for, for the pot. We're going to start every day. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. I'll have my fingers crossed behind my back. Uh, the next day, Summer stops uh, Dewey in the car park, the parking lot, and says, I don't want to be a groupie because I found out what they do. They have sex with the band. And she goes, no, no. What they do is she goes, they're sluts. I'm like, God, no. I'm like this, is a, this is a child who's playing the age of 10. I haven't looked up any ages yet. Ethan, quick subtle reminder for the age game. Um, oh, don't worry. I got that oh, you're good? Okay. locked and loaded. And I'm like, all right. Yep. That we're, 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 we're going here. Creepy. That did just remind it's, me that I've not finished doing the reviews yet. Dewey then makes Summer the band manager and says, look, 
you'll be the one in charge. And I thought this was a fun enough little, this this would get this kid off off the ledge, give her control. She, she's the one that you would give that job yeah. to. And I think yeah. she's really good in this. I think, you know, yeah. it's a bit of a caricature, but it's it's School of Rock. It's not Citizen Kane, right? So I'm fine with the caricature. <laughs> um, and then Michelle takes attendance. That's the kid's summer. Why have I said Michelle? Is that who plays her? No. Oh, I don't know. No, her name's Miranda. S- summer takes attendance, and she takes way too much joy. And she's like... <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe michelle's the first name on the list michelle oh i see you. Yeah. <laughs> after about three he comes over and like hip checks her i'm convinced that i, I have no notes i'm convinced that must have been an ad lib because she goes kind of semi-fly and looks back at him like you weren't supposed to do that yeah. <laughs> um and so dewey then says okay let's look who do you like music music wise and we get answers ranging from christina aguilera to puff daddy and fancy pants likes liza minnelli <laughs> Love liza minnelli. they've never heard about any of his bands can we talk about classic rock for just one moment yes mm-hmm. yeah i this era of rock is not my go-to, but it feels like for certain people, they just go, this is the only era of music that matters. Yeah. If it wasn't the 70s and 80s rock, no, no, nothing new happens after, I don't know, 84, and nothing else happened before like 72. And that's the only 12 years that matters. To him, probably. Yeah, but it's just, it's just whoever decided, who decided this was the only rock and roll that counts as rock and roll? It's, I don't know. No, he does, you do see the bit on the board of... where he then explores all of rock though, doesn't he? On the, but it's in the montage. Well, it's within a certain, within a certain year group. And it, I, it's still 70s and 80s. It's not like 90s. 90s didn't have rock, did they? 90s over here might not have had rock. I'd like to remind you this film set in the United States of America. This is true. <laughs> but no, I, Grunge, grunge is still rock. Grunge is alternative rock. In the nineties is when things start to splinter and we get alternative rock and we get other rock. I mean indie rock. And eventually we get into yeah, in the in the early two thousands we went indie rock and nickelback rock. So kind of either like like the return of hard rock but without any of the substance from early. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's too bad, it's too bad, it's too bad, it's too bad, it's too bad. You get that. Or you get kind of cool indie rock, white stripes. Yeah. Which is a passing reference to White Stripes in this movie, but the Strokes and things like the Libertines, things things of, of that nature. But there's just this idea that rock and roll is this very specific time and place. That's all. I think to, a, cer- to a certain extent it is, though. That well, is what is that's what classic well, hang on, rock hang is. Hang on, though, because with like, the heading classic the, rock, the Beatles not count as rock. No, I mm, yes, yes. They, I don't know. Yeah. Do you not remember the Beatles? Our, the, uh, the Beatles media madness li- we did little on rock band, best rock band of all time. Yeah, uh, official media madness approved. Um, like Little Richard starts rock and roll. Chuck yeah. Berry starts rock and roll. Yeah, but then we get to the seventies. Well, no, that doesn't count because it didn't rock hard enough. No, that's still rock and roll. Yeah, no, it's it still, is. But I think it's still that's that's like early rock and roll. The classic rock and roll is that period. What about Helter? I mean, I don't know music thing, but like late Beatles is quite heavy stuff. Revolution, Helter Skelter. I don't know it. Okay, though. yeah. But so anyway, so there is this very... Also, I think part of it's also with this... I mean, Sabbath and Zeppelin are the exceptions, so I'll ignore that and put it to the side for a minute. But when most people talk about classic rock, they tend they tend to go American rock. Mm. But actually, Zeppelin and, yeah. and Sabbath are British, so... Yeah, but it's just if I think Beatles, I don't immediately think rock, whereas I think, like, Sabbath, ACDC, I think rock. Yeah, ACDC, that's kind of the last, the most recent thing, one in his thing. Because that's, like, the only thing that they did. 
he didn't go like Guns N' Roses, but even still now in modern things, like look at the Marvel movies, they all use like these classic rock songs. Yeah. I think it's just different periods of rock. So there's like your early rock and roll, and then you've got classic rock, and then you and then it does splinter off into the only nineties. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Part Three was like nineties, but it was all like I've not seen sad. Part three. Yeah. It opens with like Radiohead. Okay, but that, it it it, diff, that it does then pivot in the nineties to sad rock, grunge, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like it is. I think it's sad, sad rock. Know, people weren't sad people rock. weren't sad in the eighties and seventies ever. The music wasn't sad. Oh, it was. But not in the same sound. The sound wasn't sad. The sound was this. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Excitable. Moody rock. A celebration of the brooding. Yeah, it was, was a celebration of the Moody broody. Moody broody. Here we are now, entertain us. If you ever actually break down Nirvana's <laughs> melodies for what it's worth, it's very pop friendly. See, the lyrics were very, but the, but the melodies Nirvana are really, is very pop. Yeah. Very pop. It's, it, that's pop rock almost. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, I said almost. Stone Temple Pilots, anyway. Um, moving on, uh, so he's come up with a new schedule: eight fifteen to ten o'clock rock history, ten o'clock to eleven o'clock rock appreciation. There was a time in my life when I was a younger man where I wanted to actually do uh, a history of rock and roll class and see if I could get a pass for a high school credit when I was, uh, mm-hmm. if I ended up teaching in Canada, yeah. there was a bit more freedom to do stuff. I totally wanted to do a history of rock music. That would be cool. It would, and then I'd have to get... So when I was at uni, I had to take a history of... Uh, it was called Music and Popular Culture. Oh, it was great. <laughs> the first one was, like, the invention of the record. Uh, it started with, like, player pianos, and then went all the way to, like, the birth of rock and roll in the 50s. Mm-hmm. It kind of covered that, and the second one went from, like, the Beatles to modern day. So I took both halves of yeah. it. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun once I decided I didn't hate the guy. Um <laughs> And they're going to rehearse from 11 o'clock to 3 o'clock every day. And Fred and Zach, Freddie and Zach want to know what they're playing. Dewey says it's not ready yet. And then they said, play it, play it. And he plays it. And it's it's his audition. Uh, sorry, it's, it was my audition when I did the show. It was the, it was the scene. Oh, okay. So it's the bit where he sort of debuts his song for the first time. It was like, you know, in the end of time. I'm not going high enough, but that's okay. <laughs> Though there was a man who knew the road or something like that. Yeah. And the writing was written. And he's like, chimes. He's like ad-libbing everything through. Yeah. But if you look, it's just one shot. Yeah. And it's just a very slow reverse zoom. And so this is the part, storyline issues apart, and I'm 100% with you. There is a charm with Jack Black improvising off of kids that yeah. is very strong, and his physicality works. He works well with them. and it, He works very well with the nice kids. It's a nice little unit they have, and yeah. you know, raising all their self-esteem until he takes center stage at the end. Well, no, no, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and then my issue was... So something I thought I did really well at the audition was this girl forgot her line in the audition. So I was like, come here. And I was like, ad living with her. Yeah, and kind yeah. of like, this is my strength. I can do what he's doing here. Yeah. I can interact with kids. That's fine. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. And then I didn't get it, but that was okay. Because I was okay. I got a call back. I was, it was fine. I felt yeah. that I was probably a little bit inhibited because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So I was okay. With the one guy, like I was just doing like a little bit of Jack Black kicking my feet around. This other guy was doing like barrel rolls and knocking <laughs> tables over. And I'm like, if that's what they want, then hey, all the power to them. That, yeah, that was never going to be me. Yeah. I'm the guy who you have to like choreograph every move. Or like, just move as you want. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> nope. I can do that if it's acting. If someone goes right, just here's the script to act. Yeah. But it, as soon as it's done, administering the music gets yeah, true. If it was just I could, I could do some movement. You could go do this instead. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah. But when it's to music, I'm like, no, I need, I need explicit. Yeah. Choreography. I can move a little bit, but like where I was in my jazz classes of the week and a dance teacher was just like right okay each of you give me a count of eight and i just went michelle you know i hate this because i just cannot my brain doesn't allow me to just do that like it's, it's really quite weird it's like a cutoff where it just goes nah you can't just dance that's not okay 
we get to lunchtime and uh, Dewey wants to do a field trip, but Mullins isn't sure about Dewey yet. We don't let substitutes do field trips. So for the record, let's just keep in track. You're not a you're not a full time teacher here. Is what she's telling him. Yeah. Just keep that in mind for later. <laughs> Mullins then introduces him to the other teachers, and he sits down and you go, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're just talking about testing." Yeah. As a teacher, let me say, I've never had a conversation where I talk about the greater philosophies of testing theory. <laughs> as I sit down and have my lunch. No, you can debate the how l- useful. Are you they doing are, this at lunch? Uh, probably not. Lunch. How was your weekend? What did you watch on TV last night? <laughs> That's what I'm not talking lunch. about. I mean, the discussion might come up at some point, but not lunch. Not like lunch. during like a professional development day or something. Yeah, sure. That's sort of thing. <laughs> lunch break. Yeah. We don't get that. <laughs> Usually, my lunch break is uh, at my desk answering emails. Ours is playing lifeguard, watching the kids eat their lunch, making sure they don't kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um. However, he quotes. Uh, he's like, "So, what, what do you, what do you, which test do you believe?" And he goes, "I believe that children are our future." I uh, let them lead and the, learn how to lead the way or something like that. And it, they, these are all lyrics from, of course, that I think it's the greatest love of all. I don't know. I believe the children, children are a future. Oh, okay. And let them lead the way. And they're all like, Come on. isn't that a song? He goes, no, nah, I don't think so. Which I think I would have been better if they didn't call it out. And if you got it, you got it. And if you didn't, so yeah, what? That's, it's it, was a little, it was a little too much like on the nose to like say that. It's like pointing it out in case anyone hasn't noticed. Yeah. So, so it's okay if not everybody gets the joke. It's better to do that than to over overstay it and have it turn. Uh, we go back to practice. The song's coming along, but Turkey Club isn't feeling it. That was her nickname at this Turkey point in the sub. movie. Turkey. No, it's Turkey Club. Sub. Club. It's a club sandwich. It's not. It's a roll. Yes, it, but it's a club. It's got turkey. It's got bacon. Turkey Club. No, a club sandwich is a sandwich with three pieces of bread. Uh... It can be a, p- a piece with, with three pieces of bread, but Subway offers a Subway Club, and it doesn't have three pieces of bread. I would love to see a Subway sandwich with three pieces of bread in it. I'm sure she. I'm look sure up, he says sub. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he says turkey sub. <laughs> and that's what because it is a sub. I, I'm sure she says because it's club. in a roll. It's a, like a. It's, it's too small to be a sub. No, it is a sub. It's half a sub. You see him eat half because she's already eating some of it. Is it a sub or is it an ub? It's a sub. Look it up. How, well, I, I'm sure the thing says, but I'm sure when he says it, he said sub. Oh, okay. It's not a club sandwich. Fascinating discussion. Yes. <laughs> what happened? Ian tried to move it on to say, let's just look it up. And George, well, no, I don't want to do that because I'm sure you're, but I heard this. I did. Okay. Either way. Anyway, the girl's not feeling it. Um, Zach is too robotic and he's taught a power stance. The problem is when he teaches the power stance, he's like, raise your goblet of wrath. He still looks robotic yeah. AF. <laughs> really? He's not any better. No. He's just... And it's like, and he's like standing a certain way, and he's still hitting it, but he's still doing it as he's been taught to explicitly do it. So he still looks. Rob- the point isn't if you stand like this, you're not a robot. It's do what, do like feel loosey goosey. This is not loosey goosey. Yep. Yes, what? It was just a great. Oh, movie. I thought you were looking up and seeing <laughs> that I was right. I'm getting ready to hit the acknowledge me button. That's all. Um, Ooh. I know, right? Uh, so then uh, he gives them all homework of listening to music, including telling the drummer to listen to Rush, Neil Peart. Much respect, because Rush is one of the world's great bands, and Neil Peart, one of the world's great drummers, and they are from... I forget. Um, And... (laughs) um, Where are we at here? So, um, uh, oh, the drummer. I always forget the drummer's name. Robbie? No, not Robbie. It's not Zach. Zach's the 
oh, it's going to bug me. Anyway, the drummer goes, are we going to be goofing off every day? And he goes, we're not goofing off. We're creating musical fusion. And he goes, great. Are we going to be creating musical fusion like this every day? And he goes, yes. He goes, all right, great. And off they go. And then Tamika, also known as... Also known as Songbird or Turkey Sub (laughs) from the School of Rock Wiki. Why is there a school of it's rock? It's the wiki. I bet, you if I, I, be, wiki. I bet you if I look at it, I bet you if I look at it, it's going to say up, updated three seconds ago. No, it is not. No, no, no not that. Acknowledge me. Well, yeah, the first one. Acknowledge me. Jeez. <laughs> Felix and I are the only two people who are allowed to touch the soundboard. No, I'm allowed to touch the soundboard. Um, Tamika, also known as Turkey Sub, Sub wants Sub. to sing. Uh, she won't do it. And then she does, and she's great as she's singing Cha Chain 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 of Fools. I don't know if you guys know that song over here. No. No. Um, Anyway, she's now called Songbird, so we can get rid of the uh, Turkey Club sub. Uh, On the way to work the next day, Dewey sees Zach being told off by his dad for listening to rock music. Um, Dewey's then we cut the inside the class or playing the song. Dewey's they take like three months to play the same song every day. Dewey says they're too perfect, but rock's not about being perfect. Rock's about sticking it to the man. And he determines, they look over oh, in this room, I'm the man. And he invites the kids to tell him off. And I hate this. Because it encourages like this precocious child who tells off the adult behavior that seems to be celebrated in movies. Mm. Yeah, like, like I get I, that. Like anybody who complained about Bart Simpson in the, in the late 80s and was like, he's disrespectful and teaching kids to be disrespectful. I'm like, at no point was Homer saying like, hey, boy, tell me that I'm lazy and stuff. But that's what Jack Black's doing here. And uh, Lawrence finishes off the trifecta of students by saying, you're a fat loser and you have body odor. And then Fancy Pants says, you're t- t- I-, I hate you. And he's like, okay, we're done now. He goes, no, 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 you're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> that's never addressed. No. He says, we'll, no. we'll catch up on that later. And that's nothing. And they write this rock song about, you know, I had to do my chores today and I am no, really no, no, ticked no, no. off. And then it's like, uh, I want to do my homework, so I am really ticked off. Which is, what homework do they have to do with Mr. Sneebly? Well, they haven't had any. <laughs> no. He's just teaching them to be rebels. I mean, would that be the first, like, these kinds of parents, wouldn't they know instantly there wasn't any? You would these also don't strike me as the parents who wait probably, for parents' evening to bring up their beef. No, no. <laughs> they probably were used to set homework, spellings, you know. As someone who's the head of, of a department, trust me, parents get in contact pretty quick when yeah, they don't like yeah. something. So, I know I'm, like, skipping forward, but there's a scene where one of the parents that she says, why was this the homework, and shows, like, a, a CD. CD. Yep. So it's clear, it's clear to them that something's going on. Well, today we'd say that's history. This is what we used to listen to music on. <laughs> devices. Yeah. Yeah. Could do. Uh, I can't do my homework. How do I play this? I gave a kid a DVD. They said they don't have a DVD player in their house. I mean, I'm like, shut up. I only have, have one. one because I've got a PlayStation. A, not a game console? Uh, not downstairs in the living room. But There's you have one. one. My, have... my brother's got one. So if you had to, you could. I literally bought a DVD like three days ago. <laughs> hey, can you bring your, your Xbox down for a couple hours? No, you get it. I'm not uh, doing it. Right, would be the response. Right. Uh, at lunch, Dewey is talking with his fellow teachers. Uh, sorry, they sing Step Off, Step Off. And Zach joins in on singing the song, whereas earlier the, the actor playing him was going for disinterested and upset. 
going it's, for. It's kind of hard to tell the difference between Zach being really, really happy and Zach being really, really sad in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he might be in my short list for worst child actor of the year for the resties. Ooh. Oh, we do have like worst child. It's great. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we also have best child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> both ways. Both ways. Yeah, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, You're inclusive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At lunch, Dewey's talking about those who can do, those who can't teach, and those who can't teach, teach oh, P.E. I hate that. Phrase. What, those who can do, those who can't teach? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's back to the theory. I mean, you think uh, any subject in general, people think, oh, yeah. Some, maybe some people go, oh, I couldn't teach science. Everybody thinks they can teach English. Everybody <laughs> thinks they can teach English. It's not that easy. I was talking about film, and I was just doing head of film. Parents left me alone because they're like, yeah, I don't know how he's doing. Yeah, I don't know what this language means. English, they go, oh, it's just writing stories and reading, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. I did, I did have my some men. I know how to do English. I'm like, no, it's, not, it's, it's a little bit no. more than that. I've been teaching relative clauses this week. That's fun. I tell you what, primary schools do a much better job of teaching like technical accuracy than we do. And then, well, it seems yep. to go out the window when they get to year seven. Well, that's when we're trying really hard to, to, to prevent. So I don't know why we're bothering to teach all these things. And then because you've got to check it, you're six. Well, yeah, I know. That's why. That's why, but do you know what I mean, though? It just no, we, should, we need to keep standards yeah. high. I mean, with some of that, something that professionally, I've had a conversation with my team and going, look, this needs to be our focus. Why are they dropping once they come back? No, now, I've got a whole bunch of theories, bizarre. but I think I have to share mine out. Once I'm off mic and can't be <laughs> held accountable. <laughs> uh, at lunch, oh, I said that already, Zach approaches, um, Zach approaches Dewey and says it was a really cool lesson. And all the other teachers are like, wow, that's the wow, good stuff. the kids think he's what? Uh, we do a montage. The kids are learning a lot, practicing lots. Ms. Mullins tells off Freddie because his sleeves are rolled up. Frankie tells her she's the man, which I appreciate they waited like 20 minutes to pay that off. Yep. Yeah, it was good. We go to the break room, and um, Ms. Mullins tells everybody open evening's coming up, so everybody's coming in, so over-prepare. I find it's best to over-prepare. So make sure you have your presentations ready. Everyone's got to do one. And then Dewey finds out that although she's a drag, once she got drunk and sang Stevie Nicks on top of a table. So he sort of puts that away for later. All the kids break out and uh, they get into a van and they go to a venue. So they're like, if he gets in a car accident, yep. none of the kids are like safely like seat belted in. Um, no, this is another Twitch moment. Ugh. I also had a hard to believe that not one soul would see this happen. Like, not yeah. one kid Have in the classroom. The like, whole class like, has disappeared. A deer goes across the, the field and, the, and like 500 kids run to the window. <gasps> yeah. I know they have their silly, goofy little plan, but bad, bad plan. That There's a window on your door. There is a Ferris Bueller era fake out. It also assumes that like noise that comes from a speaker is the same as noise that originates organically in a room. Yep. Um, and that she did, wouldn't just open the door. Exactly, she could yeah. just pop her head in. We're at the Battle of the Bands venue, which, again, they're doing auditions in the morning. <laughs> Freddie almost gets into a fight, and Tamika says she can't sing. She's worried she'll get laughed at because she's fat. It's kind of a nice little moment. He says, you got an incredible singing voice. And he says, look, I mean, Aretha Franklin, you know, she was a big lady. And at which point I'm like, Aretha Franklin was a very big lady. This girl is not Aretha Franklin. No. No. And he says, hey, and you know who else is, is, is chubby? Me. But I'm also sexy. And I'm like, I don't know if the word sexy was needed here. No. No, Especially it wasn't. Talking to her. He could say no. he's pretty. He could say he's attractive. He could say he's confident. He could say he's skilled. But yeah. sexy's not the right no. word. He's just gone with handsome. 
Good yep. one, my handsome. Yeah, the, the sexiest. I'm good looking. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Freddie then disappears into a van and Dewey chews out them for he not being responsible adults. Well, that's the problem the is that when you... Yeah. Yeah. If you, have, if you don't have a partner in crime, you're kind of screwed here. Yeah. Well, you've got to like constantly do like head counts and stuff. Oh. You just left them all like in a, yeah. in a strange environment with all these like other adults there. They get back in and find out. I don't know how long the bill for the, the, the audition process was because it feels like he's been gone for three minutes. Yeah. And uh, they find out the bill's full now. So Dewey kicks and throws a chair. I don't know how bad the bands work. Either you audition and you find out if you get it. It's like, no, no, we're full. Go home. When the class at the tryouts, uh, Dewey's on the stage talking to the director. In the scene, he gets frustrated. He throws a chair. According to the Blu-ray commentary, this wasn't part of the screenplay, and the girl playing Summer, Miranda Cosgrove, did not know this was going to happen. You can see her react by jumping when the chair is thrown. It's a very real reaction. <laughs> and now Dewey's all upset because this was the gig, and Summer has an idea. And uh, he sees the director as they're leaving, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry I got upset. It's just because, you know... I got to take the kids back to the hospital now because they're all terminal. He goes, oh, the, the, yeah, look at them. I promised them all they could go in the battle of the bads. And you look at him, he goes, yeah, they all have a rare blood disease. Stick it to the manosis. Oh, there's more deceit though. I know, I know why, why it happens. It's a great visual um, <laughs> as like the, I think Freddie's like laying down in the road. They all cheer uh, when they find out they're in and driving back to school. They're playing immigrant songs playing on the stereo, which is that like, you know, uh, uh, they didn't actually audition though in the end, did they? They didn't actually. No, they just got a pity. They just got in. Yeah. Uh, Immigrants and Dewey gives a summer, sorry, Dewey gives summer an A plus and 50 gold stars. And she says, hey, I didn't do it for the grade. And that should have been like a big moment in her character's arc. Mm -hmm. It's never mentioned again. (laughs) Uh, in regards to Immigrant Song, I did my lovely rendition a second ago because Led Zeppelin are notoriously uh, hesitant to allow their music to be licensed for commercial purposes. It seems after this, they just went nuts and went, yeah, go ahead. Because it's in, it's in that, like Thor Ragnarok used it all over their yeah. uh, promotions because it was like uh, Hella's theme song, basically. Knowing this, Richard Linklater filmed a plea by Jack Black in front of a thousand screaming fans, imploring the band to let the production use Immigrant Song in the movie. The plea worked, and you can find the filmed request in on the Blu-ray, which probably means you can also find it on YouTube, I would guess, because yeah. generally if it's there, it's there. That's the one thing I miss about DVDs and Blu-rays. Well, like extra f- special features? extra special bits. Love it. And the funky oh. screens some of them had. Yep. Yeah. I got uh, I got Dungeons and Dragons on DVD uh, the other week. First time I, first time I watched it uh, was the other night. Great film. Uh, but god that special features lot of fun and I miss that and shit uh, the band is named they'll be called the school of rock um, Mullins is on her way and uh, then Ms. Mullins says hey the teacher next door said uh, she could hear music this teacher next door has been deaf for about a month and a half I was going to say because <laughs> how much music have they been playing lots at which point Dewey goes <laughs> Ms. Mullins what? must be on crack. Am I right, kids? And I'm like, <laughs> you get fired for that. Has she not? Oh, she, I don't know what this, what. But it turns out doing. there's a guitar in the corner and he improvs a math song. Which again would be another red flag. Oh, yeah. Because it's awful. And it's all like, <laughs> math is a wonderful is thing. A great. 
And it's like, what's three plus four? And I'm like, these kids are like grade four. They should be doing like 100,000 They should numbers. know like three plus yeah. four is seven. And then what's six <laughs> times a billion? Six billion. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that was decent was like, I forget what it comes out to, what the equation was, but it ends it's with nine. Like, nine. Yeah. He goes, no, it's eight. And the girl blushes. She goes, no, it's nine. <laughs> I was just testing you, and that's a magic number. Nine is the magic number. <laughs> William's not here. So. Uh, he then invites Roz Mullins out for coffee, and when he gets there, oh, look, there's no coffee. There's beer. Now, he's purposely – okay, let's bring this outside of the cute yeah. factor of the movie. He's purposely getting a woman drunk to ensure that he has permission to take kids off on a field trip, which is not what he is saying it is for his own personal and financial gain. Yes. Yep. Yep. And this is our hero. Watch yeah. him as he goes. <laughs> it, yeah, I, don't get me started. I think if it was if it wasn't Jack Black and it was anyone else, it wouldn't be as like, oh, he's so funny and good. Look at Jack Black. He's just a silly little guy. It's not a short order to like mm. get someone for whom you're okay with this actually, once you break it down. Jim Carrey? No. The fact that he is able to do this yeah. and it... Well, yeah. this is, this this is why I can't so get my impressive. head around this film. I know the whole point is about bringing kids together with music and that's lovely, but it's just, like, impossible. <laughs> she goes, Mr. Sneebly, he says, call me Dewey. I mean, Ned. At which point <laughs> he could have said, my friends call me Dewey. That's yeah, an easy that's, fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, I was thinking of my other name. My middle name. <laughs> when she's probably got access to your legal records by this point you know what yep. i mean he then butters him up her up with some positive talk about the school and then she starts drinking once she he, she finds out that he thinks she's doing a good job he goes to the jukebox can i just pivot for a minute i love a jukebox they don't exist very much anymore i do don't they? like it when you're in a a drinking establishment you're trying to have a chat with everyone and then it's really loud and then well, th- okay, people my, choose awful songs my issue is the volume that's absolutely yes. totally justified like but i do like look i've put i've put you're the sort of person put a couple of like pounds put a couple of quid probably in, put good put songs some on awful though. music on and leave though well, have, no, have no. <laughs> he but, wouldn't do that but, no, but, I, but oh. I do but i do like i'll share sure about that but i i do like i think i have a local um social club we have here mm. which is a frequent uh place of ours to go after rehearsals and even saturday nights and things like that you know i think at one point two pounds get you seven songs yeah and so it'd be gr- and so you sort of play it, and then you sort of gauge how the room reacts to your seven songs, and you fill a little brief window. You've got like this absolute power of you're going to have to deal <laughs> with my music. I still believe that, like when you go to a place like this, it's called a social club. It's it's, it's supposed to be having a conversation. The music should be an accompaniment, not be the main thing. Yes. No, that would mm. make it better for me. So no, I agree with that. But there's that. I do remember at one point I was at this pool hall when I was in Canada, and I was leaving. And I had like a, I don't know, a couple of dollars that I hadn't spent yet. So I threw in the jukebox. I played uh, put on Oasis's all around the world. And it's nine and a half minutes long. <laughs> and I think I played that like two or three times in a row. And then played a different song for my fourth. <laughs> and then went back to it for my fifth. <laughs> and I just left. I would have loved to in a different world. So I sat around and watched the car. I bet you they pulled the plug on the third song. Yeah. The third time through. But uh, the worst part would have been if no one noticed. That would have been yeah. a drag. Um. So uh, he he puts on though Stevie Nicks, 
And Joan Cusack, I think, is really great in the scene as she's sort of letting her guard down as she's getting drinking and loving her Stevie Nicks. And uh, does it feel like they were supposed to get together? I was wondering that. I kind of thought they would. But then would she be able to trust him? Apparently in one version of the screenplay, that was the end goal. I'm glad it didn't because there is a power disparity. She's the boss. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there is that. Yeah. Although, yeah. Although, is there really a power disparity when he's not actually qualified to be there? Probably not. Yeah. The way also, it ends, the other- though, it could have progressed with the ending, but I won't go there yet. The the other thing then becomes, would you want to be in a relationship with someone that not only lied, but... Hang on. This came out after Never Been Kissed. Do you remember Never Been Kissed? Drew Barrymore no. pretends to be a high school student so that she can get the inside story on some like oh, she drug a thing. Or something? She's oh, a journalist, no. and she ends up having a relationship with a guy who was her teacher. Oh, but, yeah, that's a bit dodgy as well. I guess it's different. So if she's... I think when that happens, you can. If that's okay, you can but definitely get away with this. He's not only lied, but he's also put children in actual danger. Yeah. and ha- like, oh yeah, she your, can't your livelihood. Yeah. Exactly. Like she could have gotten a lot. I think Ned takes it way too easy. Yeah, but we'll get there. Oh yeah, I would not forgive him. Um, <laughs> after, uh, apparently, they were supposed to get together at one point in one of the versions of the script. And I think okay. even on the stage show, I think they might. They may, they, they may end up together. I think they have a kiss near the end. Yeah. I think possibly. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's what musicals do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 After the meeting, she says it's the first time she's been invited out in six years, and he thinks, um, she says, hey, I think it's because they're intimidated. She says, I didn't used to be so tightly wound, but the pressure that comes down on me is the principles like a nuclear bomb. She says, you know what I am? I used to be this way, but now I'm a, I'm a bitch. And she sort of like whispers it, and he goes, no, no, I am. It's like she had one drink, and it went right to her head. Yeah. <laughs> one that, beer. That one can beer. happen. To be fair, that's a very big beer she's got. Yeah. It also looks very flat. Mm. I don't like beer, so. Do you like beer? Oh, like we talked about it. Yeah. I, I know you don't like beer. Uh, later on, Billy's designed costumes, but they're a bit z- Ziggy Stardust. Mm. So Fancy Pants jokes that maybe they should just wear a uniform, and Dewey's all about it. He goes, yeah, but then he stopped listening, because Zach's written a song. And we watched Dewey produce the song live. And he's like, we need some ooh-la-las here. And the ooh-la-las totally make yeah. it. It's, it's, it's brilliant, mm-hmm. the ooh-la-las. Uh, all for the record, math is a wonderful thing. Took two people to write it. Mike White and John. Mike White and John. It does say in the credits. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, I could have written that in like two seconds. I imagine Mike White wrote it and then Zach Black just like improv a bit over it and enough Probably. that it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we watched, he produced some lyric changes, rock got no rhythm, rock got no rhyme. And then he asks if he can solo it and says, you can solo too. And I'm like, oh, great. A, a song with two guitar solos. How fun that will be for the audience. I'm not a big guitar solo guy. I understand their, I understand their purpose because it gives a nice little break from lyric chorus lyric chorus bridge chorus chorus no if it's if it's a good guitar solo and it fits well and it elevates the the song song, yeah then i'm all about it like a good guitar solo i really really like but a naff one i'm like i believe the beatles gave us the first guitar solo it's george harrison on some song i forget which one of this but apparently it's the first guitar guitar solo on uh on record tell you what that hungarian guy who was like shut the fuck up and listen to me he loved a guitar solo that guy i think if a guitar solo goes like longer than 20 seconds and even if it's good i go okay your time is done this is a sizable chunk of your song it definitely now. shouldn't hit a minute i think that's a bit no, egregious yeah. yeah yeah although i do like the breakdown in champagne supernova but that's not a guitar solo that's an outro mm. yeah 
So if you're going to come back to the lyrics, I really need to not be more than a minute. Yeah. 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 There's a couple of good guitar solos in Carrie. Is there? Yeah. There you go. I'll ke- I, will keep, I will keep an ear out. Uh, uh, the day before the concert, he tells the kids to get a good night's sleep and gives them some words from ACDC for those about to rock. We salute you. <laughs> Roz then uh, pulls out of the, the, of the field trip, says you, got, you can't do the field trip. Like at which point it's like, hang on, you're just like, yeah, like the day before, or yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about it. So if he, but things. hang on though, if he hadn't <laughs> gone to her and said, so field trip tomorrow, don't forget, would she have just like let him go? Yeah, no, you can't. You well, obviously this is back. But in the bus is already like, the bus is already take, organized. Let's take it from true. her perspective. Yeah, her perspective is, yeah, I'm not going to let the field trip go ahead. But she's approached by him. Yeah, what's she, she going to do? Wait till the morning and stuff? Change her mind? Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not very organized. Uh, Roz also invites Ned to parents' evening as like a couple. It was weird. So, yeah, it's sort weird. of. It's like, come, let's go together. Yeah. We're both yeah. Like, yeah. Pick it's me not a up. Date, but like, yeah, it's a bit weird. It is weird. Also, he doesn't end up picking her up. He said he wasn't going to go. She says, you're supposed to give a presentation. I thought to remind you, why can't he give a, uh, why can't he take the kids on a field trip? Because he's, he's not a, a, a proper teacher. No. So, why he's a is he so why is he responsible for this? Yeah. He's only been teaching for two and a half, three weeks. He's not responsible for the whole year. No. Nope. Stupid. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got my notes. He didn't have to do anything. Ned's been given a check for $1,200 from Forest Green. I want to go to the kind of school where the Horace open Green. evening gives you enough. Huh? Horace. A horror screen? Sorry. Uh, turkey sub. Gives you enough time to, <laughs> to, uh, to go home. And just chill for a few hours before you go back. Yeah. And he could have spent more than three seconds thinking about what am I going to say to the parents? Because he knows at this mm. point he has to do a uh, a presentation. Yeah. And he wants to take the kids the next day, doesn't he? So yeah. you think he's got to make a little bit of effort. You've got to get Seriously. on the good side. Um, so he, he does pick her up because they arrive at the school together. No, they do. He's, she's not in the van. He yeah. is because he goes, I can't go in, Roz. I'm not a teacher. She goes... No, no, you are a substitute. Oh, is yeah. a teacher. Um, oh, that's no, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you are right. But the the, the, the the shot I was thinking of, the shot where he drives, it doesn't look. The shot is kind of from where she's sat, so it doesn't look like there's anyone else in there. They film it really weirdly. Okay. It doesn't look like she's in there, which makes me wonder. Sure. If it's the camera's fault. The, you were wrong. Sure. No, well, the, it makes me wonder if while the car was driving, she probably wasn't actually in there. She probably wasn't. No. no. Um, and he goes, I'm a fraud. She goes, no, you're a talented, creative teacher. And he gets into a room, and for some reason, they turn all the lights off. Do they? I didn't yeah, know. It's all that. dark. If you look, it's all dark behind them. It's like they only turn on the, oh. the maybe to make it look like he's being interrogated. Maybe that's the, the oh, sort maybe. of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get it. It's nighttime, but turn all the lights on. And uh, they're like, what's going on with your homework? And he's like, yeah, we've done math and English and science and Latin and history. Spanish and maths. You know, all the stuff you'd want your kids to learn. We've done it. Um, and then as he's looking, Ned and Patty are in the corridor. With the, well, first you see a police officer, then you see Ned and Patty, because he said to Ned, because he finds, oh, right, we got in the conversation about Forest Green versus Horace Green, mm-hmm. and Dewey has to cop to everything, but says, don't tell Patty. Yeah. And so, of course, he told Patty. And she showed up, uh, and so they want to know what's going on. He goes, look, what's going on? He goes, his name isn't really Ned Schneebly. This is Ned Schneebly. And then uh, Roz is like, is this true? <laughs> who are who are you? And he goes to the parents. And everybody says, My name is Dewey Finn, and I'm not a licensed teacher. And yet I've been touched by your kids. Aww. And yes, I think I've touched them too. Aww. 
Now, here's the point, though. That's not funny. It's not funny, but in no way is this being delivered Mm-mm. as a sort of physical touching. No. And yet the parents react as though it's an admission of physical touching. And it's like, this just feels... It's not. I. I don't I, like. I don't like this, this as a source for no. a laugh. I don't no. like that. It's not funny at all. It's not funny. No. It's yeah. The joke doesn't work it on doesn't either work. level, though. Well, we it? said in something about Mary. I said there's things you go to the joke, you go to the well for jokes for, and there's things you don't. And I also said earlier, the early 2000s were a time where we pushed the envelope as far mm-hmm. as we could, and this is the you example of it. This, this is the single thing, biggest though. joke. They, as far as like setup goes, this is the single biggest joke in the movie. Yeah. Mm. And then he's running. With his guitars, somehow he gets by everybody and runs out with his guitars. Where he's picked them up from? Where do the police? Act- it does- looks like he just goes home. It, it looks yeah. like he exists in the Grand Theft Auto world, yes. where if you, <laughs> you outrun out. the was- red flashing dot, the cops stop yeah. chasing you. Because I was kind of wondering, has he been arrested? Then what? Like, have the police spoken to him? Uh, it, what is what has the consequence been? Because surely identity fraud in a school setting, you would get, surely you'd get arrested for that, wouldn't you? Surely child endangerment. Oh, yeah. And that as well. Because you're not qualified to be there. You're literally putting them in harm's way because he's not. I'm not sure if that is an arrestable offense or like where where you would be with the police with that sort of thing. But it just seems like nothing happens. (laughs) If I'm a cop and I've heard that a man has pretended to be a teacher and then says to the, the parents, your kids have touched me, and I've touched them. Yeah, I'm but that, that's, sure. that's easy enough to fix and go. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't I, do I, it. it. Yeah, the big thing is he's defrauded the school. Yeah, he has. Like yeah. that's that's the most criminal of the charges that have actually occurred. And he's presented himself as someone in order to get as well. Yeah. Now the money went to the actual the Ned, Ned Schneebly, which mu- but shouldn't have I don't done. imagine this is their way out of it because he's still yeah. I'm just cu- yeah. I don't know where, what the consequence has been. No, for I don't know. Really, apart this from is, this, is where I wish we had like a lawyer. We go. What would ha- what would happen? Yeah, if this I'm happened? really curious. If anyone out there is a lawyer, and if, if you're a lawyer, what happened. would happen here? Because apparently, Schneebly crime. I'm still staying. I'm still standing by my Grand Theft Auto theory. But he's outrun the red flashing police, <laughs> and the stars have gone from three down to one down to zero, and he's oh, okay yeah, now in the safe zone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you accidentally knock someone else over and then... Until oh, you, you walk around and punch a hooker and then all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're chasing you again. Uh, um, What's next? Uh, doesn't he just wake up in oh, his bed the next Dewey day? Dewey and Patty are arguing and Ned tells them to shut up because, yeah, he wakes up. and Ned then kicks Dewey out. Well, says you maybe good. better find a better place well, I was to gonna live. say good good for him yeah because i think they come home and he's eating cereal i don't think he's sleeping yeah. i think he's eating cereal and it's like you had to call yes yeah because you could have ruined ned's career a really important point i think yep well yeah his friend could have got in trouble as well are were you aiding and abetting what, well, he lives with you how, how do we know this isn't a thing how do we know this isn't a thing that you do yeah, yeah. Uh, back at school, the kids are talking about Dewey, and then Lawrence stands up to Freddie and basically challenges to fight him. Uh, and the kids then all decide to play the show. Uh, all the parents are back in the office. I don't know why they went home and then all arranged we're going to come back at the same time and have this meeting further. Surely you just do it all in the one evening, would you not? Yeah, and they have work to yeah. go to, or you know. This is a this is a culture where nothing happens during the day, nothing other than battle of the bands, just at school, yeah. <laughs> Because Summer talks to the bus driver with, into into driving without a teacher. We're supposed to pick him up on yeah. the way. Oh, and the what? bus driver's like, okay. 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 Oh, my God. God. <laughs> Not to mention, why do you have a full yellow bus for 15 kids? I don't know. And then when you see the shots of them in the bus, the bus looks really it small. Looks, 
Oh, does it? Yeah, it looks okay. really tiny. Just uh, the fact that it even leaves the skull. Roz makes her oh, way out of the God. meeting. I'm just going to step outside for a moment. That wouldn't happen. The new sub finds no kids in the classroom. The kids, meanwhile, find Dewey asleep in his house. How do house. they know where he lives? I don't know. I was very worried when he gets up and there's like a blanket just wrapped around. I'm like, I'm like his, do not do half, do not do the bit where like it falls and you're in your like, like tidy whities Do not give me a scene no. like that. And they didn't. Even them going to his bedroom is bad enough. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Yeah. How'd they get in? How Isn't the place locked? Uh, no, obviously. Uh, he sees the school bus and goes, that's so punk rock. Um, he runs into... Oh, so, so he goes, you know, what are you doing? Oh, doing what we taught you, Lawrence says. We're sticking it to the man. Uh, on the way out, Dewey runs into Ned and Patty, who have been going on all movie long about how they contribute to society by working jobs. Why have they come home for lunch? (laughs) Well, no one does anything during the day. No one does it. I don't know what day of the week this is, but no one's doing anything. It's got to be a weekday because school exists. Yeah. It is friends. But the problem is they've been going on all movie long, but we have to go to work. We can't just sleep in all day, Dewey, except for on Thursdays. Because um, she works as assistant for the mayor. What, is the mayor off today? Maybe he's having a sick day. Maybe. <laughs> Which apparently means everybody can just go everyone home. Has, everyone has to go home. Yeah. Ned tells Pat, and we also heard, like, you know, Schneebly knows when the school day ends, so I don't know what's going on here. Um, Ned tells Patty he's going to the show, and she's harping on about Dewey and says, When are you going to stand up for yourself? And then and he, he shuts the, the door, door on her. Face. Yeah. Uh, Roz goes in, meanwhile, and tells all the parents that all their children are missing. <laughs> She's, like, just delirious by this. <laughs> She's like, I'm she? just... Let's she just was say so, it. What, she what would else? so get fired after all this. Well, I think that's what she's accepting in this scene. Well, she goes, she's, all we kids I've are missing. I've now. Um, they've yeah, gone. They've it's, gone. You know, can't get any worse. We go it? to the Battle of the Bands. Dewey's old band is on the stage. And Spider's got like this. <laughs> I hate Spider. It's, it's got this. sleeves and like the part that goes on your neck, but it's got no like length to it. So you just see these terrible just tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks <laughs> terrible. And their song sucks. Because it, it's soft rock, right? I remember watching it when I was younger and hating this song but you're supposed to yeah. to be oh, fair no, no, but I remember like saying that and it put me off and Spider I hated yeah. that because the gimmick visual. is that these yeah. guys have sold out yeah yeah um, so during the day I've got during my, the day this is in the day this is at lunch my next everybody. note this place is packed out and yeah. it's at best one in the afternoon it's yeah. probably morning because <laughs> Dewey's sleeping so it could be one in the afternoon or it could be 10.30 in the morning yep Dewey says they should play Zach's song because it rocks harder. They pray to the god of rock, and Zach tells Dewey to sing the song. He goes, you sure? And he goes, yeah, yeah, you're a, I'm not a singer anyway. I'm like, this kid's, and the kid's trying to emote. Yeah. He's not an actor anyway. No. Rogers told the program lights uh, on the fly, which apparently is a thing. Fancy Bet Pants gives Dewey a brown bag. I guess he knew they were going to do this when he left home today, because he remembered to bring it to school with him. Maybe. Or was it already sitting? I don't know what the deal is. Well, he would have already had his costume because there? he's made all of the... Oh, it was the day before the show. You're right. Yeah. He's told that he's the one that decided the uniform gimmick, so here we go. And all the parents show up. And somehow they buy, literally, um, Roz's theory that we're going to... Because the security guard won't let him in. And rather than play the whole, these are legal guardians, I'm shutting everything down. They go, look, we'll just all have to buy tickets. <laughs> I think she... Yeah, she has lost her, hasn't she? The show, and we get yeah. we get told that the song was written by our very own Zach Mooneyham, and Zach's like looking like Slash, 
like they're supposed to be wearing school uniforms, but he's got a giant top hat on, like Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> but he is in a shirt and like trousers, and they the rest of their school uniform adjacent the costume. I'll say this: it's a good song, and I even got a few chills or energy bursts. It you still it, it did yeah. it did it yeah. paid off it paid off. I get is that what you call it a chill? Because I always it always feels like 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 electricity to me. Oh, like yeah, like like I get mine feels like if it, i did read something not everyone gets it with music okay. but it's so there's some people react a certain way to good good music like quote unquote like i know people get and, it i know people get it when when i'm on stage singing oh, shut up. i oh, just wish I, I just wish i could have an out-of-body experience where i i get to feel i get to hear what you guys all hear that's what i want you will you see carrie it'll be great um but no the um like i get like a shiver like like it goes up yeah. my arms and for I, me it feels my, like my hair literally stands on it for me it yeah, feels that's what i have for me it feels like electric literal electricity is what it feels like for okay me. don't have this feeling. do you not get like like, like so when like the, the the band is the right thing at the right time you don't get like, like a shiver down your I spine or a little emotional sometimes no but you don't get that oh i get like no, a I physical, get physical response I get a physical reaction to it I, yeah. that's really like interesting almost but no i don't feel like electricity yeah, mine literally feels like electricity but like a like a good kind yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no, it, it like f- goes down almost. my arm. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's like a drug. If I can somehow like do that on demand. Yeah. Oh, my word. I mean, you probably can't. Some, probably what, what drugs do. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I get it watching this film. Like yeah. when we were. When I got we it here. Watched, I got on this. Yeah. When we yeah. Like, went and watched Hamilton, those first few notes, oh, yeah. I was, my whole body was going. Yep. Like it was brilliant. It's good until Jack Black takes over and starts what, Hamilton? doing too much. <laughs> no. This, this song. How does an orphan. <laughs> No, this song at the end stage is dive. until Jack Black takes over, and then it's all about. I tell him you again. what, I wouldn't have been mad if any of the cast from Hamilton stage dive. Like, no. Even King George, I don't know. Even, uh, yeah. even King George. Um, he would be the one that would stage dive. <laughs> so, um, do we play the solo in the same place he said earlier? Do you mind if I bust a solo yeah. here? He does the solo, and it's yeah. pretty much exactly what he said he was going yeah. to do if you listen to his. <laughs> yeah. Um, the performance wins the, the the parents over. There's cool little individual so moments okay. for Songbird, for Lawrence, for Zach, and Zach's dad gets to hear your son is very talented from Lawrence's dad, and that gives him some credit. There's a bit where like, and then Zach gets to do his solo, and he's like on his knees and he's playing. He still looks like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> like even with the benefit of like stage angles and sorry camera angles and stage lighting and all that stuff he still, still looks wooden that she does sorry tamika's solo that she gets to do when yeah. she sings that gets me oh she's good yeah That's, and she's mm. I, I was doing a little bit of research on the kids she still sings oh i'm sure, yeah, I'm sure she does really cool so she's got like an ep uh, and stuff and then he's play so and then he plays well off her like they sing off yeah, each other yeah, and yeah. it's really good uh Roz sorry they do then just a stage dive and it works this time to suggest that this is where he always should have been Roz gets access to backstage because she finally says I'm the principal of this band of the school and that was all right and she's like yeah it is and she wants to know she goes Dewey she goes was that really you playing I'm like she's gonna be pissed (laughs) when she finds when she listens to the uh to the blu-ray extra feature she's not gonna be happy um but she's like, aren't you mad? She's like, yes, and also proud and excited. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think the law works this way. No. Um, there's a few peeps who are feeling the band. Miranda gets to introduce herself as the manager. And then Spider hits on Roz Mullins. <laughs> it's actually a really funny scene. I hate it. it He's like, whatever. He goes, you're hot. She goes, what? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved it if she got dropped off from school the next day. And like she and, Spider. She and him have been like a thing. Yeah. I think that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been quite fun. She's just got like some sort of... Uh, 
a little bit of just a little accent, whether it's a, like a scarf you wore around her neck or something like that to kind of show. Because I kind of like that they don't end up together, but I think we need a closure on whatever relationship there was supposed to be. Because mm. they went from like, clearly when they show up, we should go together. It's not a date. There's a very romantic atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what would happen with that relationship after, obviously, the events of this. I imagine they should probably be like, you got me in so much trouble. I don't want to see you again. Sorry. The winning band is announced. It's Dewey's old band. No vacancy. But the parents and Ned instead start screaming for School of Rock and the rest of the crowd join in. Everyone goes back out for an encore. And I thought they'd play um, Dewey's song, but they don't. They play it to Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. But that transitions to the coda, which is a little bit of where he introduces all the kids one more time, but using their film name rather than their actual name. Yeah. And uh, he goes through all of them, and he says things like, I need a face-melting solo. And then at the end, he goes, oh, my face melted off. And I'm like, to me, I was like, oh, it's so gr- it, it's just a little groany for me. But I remember watching this as a child and thinking this, this was probably one of my first exposures to anything even slightly meta. Yeah. Because when he starts doing the credit bit, he's like, look at all these people that made the film. Why are you still watching? Like, like that's my first. Exp- and well, I thought that was so wonderful she's the one and brilliant. Who, it's, it's, it's Blondie who starts that. Yeah. You know, everyone else gets like eight bars. The and then blo- is, yeah. Which, Film is movies. There's three over, yeah. background singers. Two of them are black. One of them are white. The two black girls are given like eight bars max. Which means he gets the full solo in the in the school show. In the in school this, show. In show, but in this, the blonde girl gets yeah, like yeah. a whole comedic bit with like the meta stuff, and I'm like, okay. Um, he was supposed to throw to the to the uh, to the, the bass player for for yeah. a bass solo, and he forgot. Oh. And so when they did the 20 year or 15 year anniversary or whatever like that, he, he gave her, they did like a live special or something. And he gave her like a big, or he gave them like, like a big solo. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so that was kind of a cool, a cool bit there. But I want to see that. I've not seen them. Yeah. yeah. So um, the School of Rock is now an after school program and it's in Ned's place. So I'm like, has he bought out the apartment? And no, nope, he did I've, say it was his partly his place. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was being literal, but it turns out. He, yeah. I guess they rent it. I guess. Yeah. I guess the neighbors don't mind that for three hours a day. There's very loud music coming in to the walls. Well, we know they know how to soundproof because uh, they show us that in the. Yep. In the film. Um, closing Chris moments. Ned's trying to get the kids to play an intro to rock and roll, but no one. He's like, "We're learning the C chord." Not one kid plays a, a C chord correctly, but yeah, one kid's playing a G chord. <laughs> But that's it. And I guess so Ned's going to do this and Dewey's going to do this. And that's where they're going to uh, be. As, on a side note, we skipped over. Miranda does a very bad singing audition to memory mm. where Jack Black is looking for uh, backup singers. Uh, apparently, she actually can sing very well. Yeah, so, she sings the, the intro theme to iCarly and like the last two seasons of Drake and Josh. She's very talented. And then, just as a sad moment, Kevin Alexander Clark, who played the drummer Freddie Jones in the movie, was killed in a bicycle accident in Chicago in 2021. Um, I won't give the age because that'll give away the age game, but uh, it's 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 a sad note, and uh, I don't really know how to transition out of it. I just felt this was the most the best place to do it rather than bringing up when we first met him. But yeah, he was black posted about it when it happened. I remember seeing it, like, and he was like, "This it's devastating." Yeah, and there's a lot. Life's a bit chaotic and tell the people you love them that you love them because yeah. tomorrow's not promised to any of us. 
We're in the end game now. That feels a lot more uh, darker with, with my, with my preamble creepy. there. I mean, Let's lift it up. Philosophy, though, Let's lift true. it up. Don't tell people you love them that you love them. Well, yeah, 100%. You 100% you do happen. not know. And yeah. I, I started a couple years ago going, I'm going to tell people much more regularly how I feel because you, you, you don't know. And I think. Uh, There's always an end game. Yeah. Someone yeah. I went to college with lost her mum, her sister, and her stepdad in a car crash, and it's it's come to light quite. It was only in January that it happened, and the last week has been the sentence for the guy, and he's been given fifteen years, most likely out on seven, despite all of these other factors. He was like over the limit on crystal meth and all sorts of things. He'd so been sad. disqualified by driving for three times, and so there's a petition going around at the moment that basically says we, this is not okay because no. um, he's alive and well. Yeah. and killed three people but the most devastating part about it was that she my friend was living with her dad and didn't know it had happened until two days later because she couldn't get hold of them on the on this family group chat no one was responding and then it was the next day that a police officer came and found her and the fact that that happened to someone my age yeah, who scary. i knew i'd been on holiday with those people like it was just puts things into perspective. It really, really it? does. And the fact that there's not enough justice going around that at the moment is really quite upsetting. So yeah, no, tell people you love them because that can happen. You never think it will, but when it happens that close, I, I can't imagine what she's going through at the moment. So yeah. I send my love to you all. Yeah. I don't know how to bring this back. And <laughs> I thought I'd done it. And then, and then we went somewhere else. And I don't want to discredit the, what you said. It's just, it's just tonally, it's really hard to go to Jack Black going, when, when, when that's, uh, occurred. Uh, I think you'll be just fine. I'll just do my, my, my audition that went so well for School of Rock. Um, yeah. So, uh, there is that. Let's just, uh, crack on with the silly things we use to fill our time up while we're doing things uh on this crazy little rock um oh geez i need to find someone here oh geez do, do, do i dare do this yeah i'll dare do this ethan hello welcome back i need a random word turkey sub turkey sub <laughs> i was gonna pick that if Very, i was asked turkey yeah. sub good luck um Okay, tur- turkey sub. That's it's, it's going to be quite challenging there. A thirty-five million dollar budget. This type of film doesn't get made anymore. The mid-budget movie. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not a huge amount of money, but it's not a micro budget either. Thirty-five million dollars, which is probably about seventy million dollars today. Mm-hmm. So a, a mid-budget movie. How much do you think it takes home, Georgia? I don't know. One twenty. One twenty. Megs. Oh, is that that popular? Um, one. 30. And Ethan. I feel everyone's a bit too high. I'm going to go, ooh, do I go, go, go in the middle, 85. Okay. Um, I thought George was going to win it, and then Meg's pretty much nailed it. Oh. Yeah. 131.3. <laughs> that was uh, close. Awards. Not a big award movie. It does get one Golden Globe nomination. Music? No. Oh. Is there a comedy one for Golden Globes? They do split things up into yeah. comedy, so it's not the movie that gets best no- that gets nominated, but actor. Yeah, Jet Black yeah. is nominated for best yeah. uh, actor in comedy. comedy. Actor, yeah. uh, he loses to Bill Murray, who does Lost in Translation, which is barely a comedy. Is that what I was going to say? That's I was going to say. Comedy, that doesn't sound like one. You can choose which category you want to submit. My so, memory of so, it isn't as a, it is not a comedy. So, in my so Golden Globes are. I mean, it's comedy is the easier one because the field's so much lighter. Hmm. Um, and then he, remember, he he almost takes takes home the Oscar. 
He gets oh. nominated for an Oscar for that. Not Jack Black. Uh, no, the I, I remember there was a controversy eight years ago because The Martian got nominated in the comedy musical category. And yeah. it stormed it because yeah. it was The Martian. So, yeah. like, it... Ridiculous. Yep. I mean, that was a big thing with uh, Ali McBeal used to put themselves in for comedy every year versus. Did you ever see Ali McBeal? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really good. Um, but it kind of, it, it definitely, it really is kind of without genre. It's sort of sitting here going, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? You could call it either one, really. It was an hour, which usually is where you put dramas. But it had enough comedic elements to kind of go. Was it, by episode by episode, it sort of changed. So, such as. Uh, who would you cast as who? Well, you can be Dewey. Oh, can we do it? Yeah, you yeah. can be Dewey. All right. We'll let you. We'll cast you. Uh, Ethan. <laughs> oh, Ethan could be... Could Ethan be Ned? I was... Am I... Do, am I... Not neurotic, but am I Am I weedy enough to be Ned? I can see Ethan yeah. tell me to give up on my dreams just like he did. <laughs> yeah. It's working out really well for me. He should try it. Not Ethan himself. I can see Ethan playing that character. I've never got to do weedy before. I've always wanted to. There you go. Perfect um, fit. Georgia, I'm going to make you... I think Georgia should be Summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I would love to do and that. And I think yeah. Meg's, therefore, is uh, Roz Mullins, the, 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 the principal. A highly strong teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a... Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> and then I Liam... I wouldn't let the kids just get stolen, kidnapped. And who's taken Liam? Away. Liam. Is Liam Spider? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, he is. Or is, the, or is the other one guy in the band that actually talks to Dewey on the way out? What, the lead guy who... No, not the lead guy. The other like guy on the right-hand side who's like high off his oh, face. Oh, him. Like, but it's quite no, nice I like to Liam do, Spider. Just like Liam no lines and just hits on the principal at yeah. the end. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that would be Liam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Um, did this film have a villain problem? Yes. Well, because the hero's the villain, isn't yes. he? Yeah. yeah. He is such a villain. Like, if you take the Jack Black charm out of this movie... Yeah, this is dark. If you take... if You you could re-edit this to be, like, a horror. You really you, could. You could do, couldn't you? Who's, like, a current sort of comedy film actor? Like... Jack Black? <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You know who I mean. Who's the right age? It's really hard, because comedies yeah. don't get made anymore. No, like, no. Because Ryan Reynolds, he's not a comedy, he's like comedy action. Ryan Reynolds, it's got to be a physical yeah. actor as well, because yeah. it's the physicality that what makes him work so well with kids. Yeah. I would have loved to see John Candy do this. He's not, John Candy was never animated. If it was earlier, mm. it would have been Robin Williams. Robin Ooh, Williams could have done this. Robin Williams. Who was that? Oh, no. Who was Matt Foley? I'm it, it, of who was oh, Matt. Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley. Chris Farley could do this. Yeah, 100% could right. Could yeah. not have done... See, I imagine the Robin Williams oh, version... Oh, Seth Rogen could do this. Not yeah, now. Not this now. Is very, yeah. He would have actually been an actual teacher who was trying to get the kids to a rock band, not someone masquerading. I was imagine it role models? In Robin Williams, they wouldn't have had the sneaky side as mm. much. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I imagine so. Because he's done... What has he done that's similar? Robin Williams? Yeah. Has he done, oh, no, I'm thinking of the hospital. Well, one. he did Dead Poets Society. Not that He's one. a teacher in that. Is he a teacher in that? Oh, one? he's very good. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen him. <laughs> that's like that's like the motivational movie for like every Canadian, well, for every teacher in North America who went to who like gotten trained within like a ten year period. That was their like. Oh. That was their. I'm gonna be like this. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> um, whose story is it? Well, it's Dewey's story, isn't it? 
Yeah. yeah, he takes center stage. Like he's literally the front guy on the post. It, it's a mm. this is a Jack Black vehicle without any questions. Yeah. Well, this that, is a Jack that is Black what it was vehicle. written as though, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, I, I can't fault it for being what it was intending. It does a very good job of what it so, intended to do. Do I have the bit? Oh, I do. Okay. So what's the story here? Fraud, impersonation. <laughs> I guess Ego. the stories. It, we, it, we didn't talk about it, but one great rock show, whatever that means, yeah. can change the world. Whatever that. I means. mean, it does change the lives of those kids, and they have a great experience. And then he goes on, and obviously can teach other kids. He and finds he finds the joy in teaching. He finds yeah. that within himself, and it defies those who can't do, those who can't teach, because he finds meaning in a lot. Well, theoretically, but his the kid's big moment was also his big it moment. Was, yeah. yeah. But he, he, yeah, but he, he appears to learn from it in the like credit scene a little bit. But I mean, we live in an area where, uh, in a part of the world where people go off and try and become, uh, not try, that's not maybe too hard. People go off in pursuit of a career in entertainment. Mm hmm. And then a lot of them tend to open up schools where they train children to do that very thing and they kind of come back into teaching down that yeah. merit. And, um, so I guess that line between when's it about you versus when's it about the kids, it's a little blurred naturally. It is blurry in, in, in entertainment, yeah. Yeah. naturally. Yeah. Intrigued, like, does he have a police record now? Can he be? Is he? Should he be allowed to teach children? Who knows? <sighs> we skip past that. Yeah. I mean, Ned's part of it, and maybe there's a... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Ned's... I guess the identity theft, Ned's not going to press charges. No, no, he's not. And actually, the other stuff I don't think... And we don't see his girlfriend. Does that suggest... Because I imagine he's got to break up with her for this to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think when he walks out on her, I think that's... Yeah. Does she end up at the I, show? No, I don't think so. Either. I, I, so I think they break up there. Yeah. I wouldn't have sided with Dewey, though, if I was him. I know his, his girlfriend was a bit of an ass, but... That's the problem, is that he... His friend's done off. He's, here's he's what everybody does in this him, movie. Every, everybody goes... Oh, it's Dewey. I know. That's, not, that's, how, that's how he gets out of this. Yeah, just get away with everything. Uh, roll a woman. Oh. Um, there's a more sort of authoritative kind of figure, slightly, but then also flawed. Like the head teacher loses complete control of that school. Um, if, we, if we're just looking at the two adult women, yeah. I quite like it, but like, I, I really enjoy them. I really like oh, the actually, kids. Do you know what? I wasn't even thinking the of the girls for some reason. The, that bit with Tamika, I think, yeah, is incredible. Which bit? The bit where he pulls her aside because he thinks she's too big to yeah. be on the stage? I think that's really, really lovely. And I watched that as a child going, as a child who was chubby, and that resonated genuinely. Um, and then the bit with and the fact that summer's in charge and she yeah, she's a bit bossy whatever but it's really nice to see can, can, can i be a jerk and say i don't think role of women applies to children no it probably doesn't but, but i automatically just thought the adults i don't know why yeah. my mm. head didn't consider the because children. i think ideally although we saw mm. what happened with, with with one of the kids yeah when you're a child you're a child yeah and we have boy but all that stuff about sexualization or what you're allowed to do or yeah, not yeah, do yeah. or what personality trait if summer was an adult summer would be disliked because of how um, aggressive is not the right word, but how authoritative, authoritative she yeah. was, right? It's kind of the yeah. same way that, that the film tries to tell us to think of Sarah Silverman's character. Like this film, I think this film treats women, adult women, like shrews. They're yeah. just deceived. I think though, both of they? them are, roll your eyes. Yeah. It's very obvious. The only reason why Ned's with her is because he might not ever get another, another girlfriend, and she's clearly more attractive but he, than he is. he chooses yeah. Dewey over her, really, doesn't he? In the he? end. Yeah. And then the, the movie, end. therefore, yeah. goes, she's, yeah, she, she, she should be pushed aside. She, yeah, she was dispensable. Whereas uh, the principal, you know, she's uptight until Dewey takes her out and shows her how to yeah. lighten up. Yeah, no, this is true. Like, I think in both cases, it's, it's shrew women nagging men until they're fixed. One, because we fix yeah, them. One, because yeah, we get rid of them. 
I don't think the role of women's very good in this movie at no. all. It would have been like, yeah. No, I no, agree. You're with that. probably right. Because the problem is both women are lined up to be oppositions to Dewey. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see what would have happened if they had tried to develop the relationship. But I don't I think, think I might that be blurring I think all. I'm blurring that in my head. I think we needed but, a yeah. coda for Roz. I think we needed to know what where does she land. Yeah, no, absolutely. You would think maybe, she maybe, would. maybe she's calling them up or like, hey, I've got some more kids coming to your after school program yeah, and yeah. hey, remember to come yeah. by and do do with we got the battle maybe of bands like coming a, up maybe next he's month, a new right? Music teacher come and or teach whatever. Some music. Yeah. 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 But something where she sees the bigger picture but she's still holding them to a stand wear a tie and yeah. even something like that that's yeah, just a fun yeah. little okay yeah maybe i'm clouded by the girl the girls in it because yeah. i think that is very good but back to other questions what does do we learn about himself because there's a big fat zero i think all do we yeah. learns is uh, it doesn't have to be uh, the band doesn't have to be about me because i can reach it through teaching but he learns not, like the people who he harms in this movie and is he never even apologizes to ned no well he could have ruined ned's career he could have um, ruined the principal's career. He just goes, give me a couple more days and I'll, let me do the show and I'll, I'll come clean about everything. That's not the same as actually feeling legitimately no. sorry for anything. No. And, and he then he's games. wallowing and the kids come rescue him so he goes, not my fault, kids came and got me. Yeah. He gains from it though because then he's able to open his own business after yeah. all this shenanigans. The School of Rock after school program. Yeah. Yep. He probably makes money out of that now. So, I would uh, assume well, so. He's obviously learned. He's, job got, now, yeah. he's yeah. got a job. Mm-hmm. He has a job now but he's got it through all this deceivery so all right let's go through some of the usual ones uh best character you can have one kid and one adult georgia um um, 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 i don't hear jack black because i despite everything i still think he's absolutely brilliant in this um and i really like oh which one is it come back to me all right megs um i like the little guy who was on the drums freddie he was cool nice little drum solo i don't i don't really like any of the adults can i veto the adults? yeah you can there's not one adult <laughs> worth I watching i don't like jack black i just think yeah. he's obnoxious he's a man child ethan mullins asterisks until she gets hang on like, hang on hang on hang on you go to a cambridge university right yeah i finally stopped liam saying cinema okay, photography okay. we are not saying asterisks there's no, X, there's no X in this word. Asterisk. Okay, asterisk. Thank you. Asterisk. Uh, until she's like, you know what? No, this is fine. This is this is totally okay. I'm fine with this. Like until five minutes before the end of the film, love her. Uh, Tamika's great. That yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. Favorite adult's Jack Black. It's a Jack Black vehicle though. So yeah. Um, favorite child. I will go with. I want it to be Zach because the movie tells me it should be Zach, but it's not. It's Freddy. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah, that's kind of where I am as well. Oh. I want Zach to be better than he is. And I like Zach's story. So I think I lean towards yeah. him. But actually, if it's acting wise, he's just not good. But I do like um, Platts as well. The girl with Platts. Blonde. Blondie. Blondie. Yeah. Marta. Yeah. Give it a sw- the most Swedish sounding name there was. <laughs> she's got blonde Platts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so who oh i actually oh i can't play the age game i've got all sorts of ages in front of me because i forgot <laughs> just for record uh best moment best element that last show uh, uh, the, the battle of the band show i think it's absolutely brilliant that is a little piece of movie magic i okay. think it's brilliant next i yeah i guess it's gonna have to be that last bit the last concert um there, there's so many problems with this film 
I can't think of anything else. <laughs> it's nice when they all oh, come together and they're playing. Another thing that sort of shows us that Jack, that Jack Black's okay, Dewey's okay, is that, you know, we see Zach's dad's a bully. <laughs> I'm like, that's your moral thing? Because he stops? <laughs> oh, this sucks. As far as that sort of setup goes. Uh, Ethan? Uh, it's a small thing, but it's when Zach comes up and is like, hey, that was a really great, great class. It was really cool. And there's like a second where, where Dewey's like, oh, maybe maybe I can get through to these kids somehow. And then he devolves back into, no. How do I reach these keys? Yeah, it's like, it's it's really nice for like a brief second. Uh, I'm going to go with, it's Jack Black, his ability to play off the kids. Mm-hmm. That's the charm of this, because the story doesn't hold up. You look, I mean, look at Mike White's. No disrespect, Mister White, if you're listening, you're a millionaire and I'm not. Um, <laughs> but look at his other writing credits. There's nothing that's really all that good, you know, all that good in them, you know. But somehow there is some magic here because he uses Jack Black better than anybody else has. Yeah. And so him opposite the kids is is the good stuff. And I'll highlight one scene. I could have done the the scene at the end. I'll do the bit where he he. Uh, he auditions his song for, for for the kids, and it's that one long shot. Yeah, I think it's that. I think I think I think he's brilliant. I think he's great at yeah one take. Keep the camera on me, and I'll make something work. He's physical. He's funny. He's disarming. He's disarming. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, Grumble. Try and limit yourselves to one. Georgia. I use just the plot holes. Like there are even even like even if this was able to happen, which is not because of all of the issues that come with it. Those, there are still holes in the story like how did the kids know where he lived and like stuff like that there is still bits and pieces and why is Battle of the Bands in the day like those little bits that can't I always wondered about that well, those little bits that can't be explained so away can go and play because it's school day no that one is such that a plot hole because yeah. the movie's got a movie but movie's like got those... a movie but like how do you get it so the kids can go to the Battle of the Bands while still holding up the premise of it being a school <laughs> yep uh, my grumbles are all the safeguarding issues. They just I say, I can't, I can't get over those. I think, as I said earlier, if I'd have watched this as a kid, I probably would have loved it. Um, you know, let's join the rebellion. Yeah, you rock music, but I just can't get over the safeguarding issues. Stick it to the man. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Uh, Ethan. Morally, this film makes me upset, but I'm still having a good time. It's more my innermost turmoil watching this film. <laughs> <sighs> I had something now I've lost it. Uh it is I don't know. Yeah. Um this movie asks you to just suspend your disbelief a whole a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Um Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that Jack Black is the ultimate man-child who faces, faces no repercussions for his actions. Oh, here's what it was. Here's what it was. Jack Black is able to outrun the police. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to GTA logic. Literally, you don't see any... They don't catch him, ever. Like, they're literally in the corridor blocking his exit, but then the next shot is him running... He's got running. two guitars. He's got two guitars yeah. and somehow made it by somehow them. Somehow managed to pick up two guitars. Chubby Jack Black has outrun <laughs> a police officer. Two police officers. Who aren't even in pursuit of him. No. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, anybody's best role ever? Jack Black. Yeah. This is it. This is the best thing he's done. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of any other. What Honorable other mention to Jumanji. He's very yeah, good in Jumanji. Very good Jumanji. Who does he play in Jumanji? 
the he girl, plays basically yeah. he plays himself, but he's like, it's really disturbing if you break it down. Have you seen Is Jumanji? New Jumanji, yeah, yeah, the new Jumanji. Yeah. Oh, when you were saying Jumanji, I was thinking no. of old Robin have Williams Jumanji. Yes, I have. I, so I, it's I, like it's like the hot fourteen-year-old girl is inside yes. of him. I get you now. When you let's say Jumanji, unpack what going to the bathroom was, this would have been like for the first time. Yeah, I was on the old Jumanji. Right? Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he, yeah. That he's good in that. He's good at Enemy of a State. He's got a bit role in that where he's just kind of random guy three, and he's really good in it. Surprisingly. I really um, like him in The Holiday. I think he's great in The Holiday. He's charming, but I think he's better yeah. in this. Because his kind of... It's like Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Like, they're both inclined to go on long monologues about things. And so you frame it in a situation where that person will be able to do that. And teaching's a great one for that. Because what is teaching? Everybody face the front and pay attention to the person who's the expert at the front of the room. They're definitely cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Different... different different takes in the end of the day but yeah, yeah it's the idea of how do you use them best and actually jack black they've struck but mike white needs to write him some more movies because i don't think hollywood's ever really gotten how to use jack black that much in general he's got a lot of bad movies gulliver's travels year one mm-hmm. a shallow how mm. you don't know these movies but trust me these yeah. are not good bad these films. are not good films yeah i saw gulliver's travels in cinemas and i was a kid and i still hated it yeah uh, did you ever watch uh because I, I was because i had to do the original 1933 one in uh, class oh recently. king kong never saw it yeah yeah i hear he's good in it yeah he was all right yeah from what i remember um outside of that no one else really hits my radar who have done enough J- J- john cusack's much better than ever things so uh let's do I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's have Georgia and Megs play the age game. <laughs> I'm no good at this. So first we have Jack Black. Georgia. Mm, twenty seven. Megs. Thirty. Megs is the closest. He's 34. Oh. A second check all of Ethan's math on this one. I did, so. I did think I felt, I just math felt low. I, I just thought, I thought, oh, she seems quite thing. low. I'm going to go a bit higher. Next yeah. one up. Joan Cusack. Megs. Mm, 32. Georgia. 34. She is 41, so that oh. goes to Georgia. And then again. Uh, Sarah Silverman. This is Summer. No, I'm sorry, no, it's not. It's Patty. not. It's Patty. I don't know where I was going with that. It's Patty. I looked at the age. I'm like, there's no way. That's, that's summer. <laughs> Georgia. 30. 33. She is 33. Point to Megan. There you go. Uh, then Mike White, the real Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly. He's going to be 35-bly. 36. That goes to Megan. He's 33 as well. Oh, there you go. And then finally, Miranda Cosgrove, Summer. We had the same six. Good on you. Or mm-hmm. same five. Good on you. Uh, Georgia. Mm, 11. Mm, 12. Ooh. Megan still wins, but Georgia got that point. She's 10. Yeah. So I was close. It was 32. Yeah. There we are. There you go. Uh, the critics, uh, I believe it's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, this what? film. Wow. 7.2 on IMDb. But let's That's find right. out what uh, the good, the bad, and the Ebs had to say about this. Uh, so we have got 
And Nick Shager from the Slant magazine says School of Rock tackles its familiar formula with a welcome mixture of reverence, intelligence and cliche moderation. Uh, then we have James uh, Bernardelli from Real Views. He says a string of cliches lashed together by a formulaic plot that features underwritten characters and sitcom style humour. Not a fan. Then we have our good friend Roger Ebert. Ebs. Who says, here is a movie that proves you can make a family film that's alive and well acted and smart and perceptive and funny. And that rocks. Three and a half. There we go. Mm. Uh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and said, is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 53%. So that's more than half. Great film. 25% good, 18% okay, 4% poor. For a beetroot metric of 78%, which I believe is a higher metric than the hateful eight got. <laughs> just, Whoa, just for what? clarification. Uh, yeah, so what did our friends of the podcast have to say, Georgia? Uh, we've got one from Hermes, who says, I remember liking this one, but haven't seen it in a while. I enjoyed Jack Black in most anything I've seen. think he's quite talented and really like that he seems authentic, genuine. I remember Sarah Silverman was in this as a creepy girlfriend character, but I'll need to rewatch to confirm. Insert time jump here. Okay, I rewatched it and I can confirm Sarah Silverman in this is in this and is actually more of a voice of reason, but also still creepy. Really enjoyed that she played that role and did it well. Jack came off a little creepy at times, but overall this is what you'd expect a fun enough time let's see how far off i am though hashtag rigged what's the scuttlebutt and you can check more of hermes out on the scuttlebutt podcast available on all reputable and probably all the disreputable podcast platforms <laughs> although i do want to know more about these disreputable podcast platforms it feels like it's a very vanilla bunch <laughs> uh, there we go one from aj he says incredible film this movie pushed all the right feel-good buttons i really love the talent of the children and how jack black posing as a sub gets them to realize their potential and really be a positive influence on them the soundtrack was amazing. This is my favourite Jack Black film. I was impressed by the kid that played Zach. His talents on the guitar were impressive. The father-son relationship was only vaguely um, reminiscent of Neil's relationship with his father from Dead Poets Society, only with a happier ending. I'm so thrilled that yeah. BFA put this incredible film on the radar. Uh, and then she gave her thing with uh, salutes to those about to rock. That was her out of 10. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Dirk. But his says, friends call him Diggler. Fun and heartwarming. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Love this movie. Short and sweet. <laughs> Brevity is the source of wit, they say. Well done. <laughs> uh, and then we finally we've got one from Julene. Julene, Julene, Julene. Who says, I love this film. Uh, this film and the music was everything. Jack Black delivered. It was adorable watching him work with the kids and watching the kids dress up as little rock and roll stars that I grew up with. And I think the nostalgia is what makes this movie. I bet you Julene loves the classic rock that was in this movie. Yeah. I bet you this is right up her alley. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. If you want to know how you can uh, join the pod and uh, get your voice heard like those people there just did, we'll find out their ratings in a little bit, but that's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. All right. Then it's time to check out the fledgling fandom on Twitter, who said, you can reach us, by the way, at, at best film ever pod. Just so Jables, who are just from around the corner in Kings Lynn here, say, uh, we're still constantly quoting from this film. Love it. I want to know what quote should it guys what's the quote that sort of comes in down that road 
Uh, AJ accidentally clicked good film rather than great film, so it should have been higher than 51%. Meg's, <laughs> Megs has a shocked-looking face. Chicklet with Karen and Aubrey said, the film that got dorky preteen Karen into playing rock and roll. It may not be everyone's cup of tea, but the nostalgia of this movie always brings me back. Even if Jack Black plays the main character, it's a true ensemble piece, and the kids are super talented. Ensemble's an interesting choice. It's got a big cast. Yeah. It is the Jack Black show. But Jack Black is literally up front and center throughout the film, including the song at the end of it. Uh, And then movies for days say, charming, rocking, well-structured, well-paced, quite possibly the perfect cast, and obviously the movie is outstanding. This movie kicks the shit out of the Mighty Ducks. Interesting comparison to make. Uh, I would be inclined to say this is better than the Mighty Ducks myself. So there we go. You know, see what we did talking to Mickey? I'm sure we did the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, we did. We did. What's that yeah. one then? Ice hockey. He's like... Uh, I remember like, Mystery uh, Alaska. No, we'll sh- we'll sh- uh, well, I don't think we did Mystery Alaska as a film on Talk to Mickey. I think oh, we just yeah. watched uh, it for sports did, films. Oh. We did Mighty Ducks because the day that we released the episode was the day that new show That's right. released. Yeah. And then no, none of us watched it. No. <laughs> Apparently we didn't miss much. <laughs> it got cancelled and removed from Disney Plus, so we're, we're, we're doing fine. Let's talk about one final critic. John Goldwyn, former vice chairman of Paramount Pictures, said it was a wonderful, wonderful script. It was funny. It had an interesting concept. At the center of it, it had this wildly funny guy who at the beginning of it is a big hot mess and finds himself by the end, albeit faking his way as a teacher. It was just as good as an idea for a movie, those three uh, for a movie. Those three guys, uh, meaning uh, Mike White, Jack Black and Richard Linkletter, made the movie. I was just lucky to be around. If you like this film or episode, you would like... Interesting question. Other things that make you feel warm and fuzzy, because I know it doesn't for Megan, but this, this is one of those... make me feel warm <laughs> this is Am I weird to say Goodwill Hunting? No, really? it, has, it has familiar vibes. No, I'm, I'm this, there with you Would you that. say Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire? That's almost a bit of deceit. Mrs. Doubtfire, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Dead Poets you know Society, what? but yeah. it's a bit of a darker tone, but yes. If you've lived in the UK past like 2010, the nativity. Yeah, this is the American the yes. nativity. That, that's a good one, Ethan. I'd agree with Silly, that. Silly, crazy, wacky teacher who should definitely go to prison for hipper, uh, like. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, actually. Mr. Poppy is. Actually, oh, yes. he, this is American oh, Mr. Poppy. Actually, yeah. actually you know, the, the crimes done in this, you're like, <laughs> what could they be done for? That they one, you know what they could be done for. Yeah, that's the ultimate. There's no way this could happen, sort of. The third one. Oh my god. I only saw the first one. Oh, they get the baby as well, don't they? The third one. Dude, where's my donkey? (laughs) All right, time for ratings. Ratings. Let's start off with Georgia. I, mine will most likely be the highest around the table and I'm okay with that because this film is one of those films that does hold a bit of a place for me because I watched it a lot growing up. And so we're on the nostalgia bus on this one. I am a little bit on the nostalgia bus, and I'm not often on the nostalgia bus, but this is one that I am. Anybody out there, aren't you glad we invited Georgia to do this one here because she <laughs> likes the film? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it does. And I've always liked Jack Black. I think as an entertainer, he's incredible. I think he's very, very clever and very just perceptive of things around him. And I enjoy his performances most of the time. Um, he's just one of those people that you can sit, listen. He's a storyteller. And I think that comes through in this especially as well. Um and yeah, like I said, I watched it and I love music and it does give me the chill and it also does give me that warm feeling. It has that quality to it and Megan's shaking her head. But I, I think because I watched it, I can look past those things and it just makes me feel happy. And I finished watching it yesterday with a big, big old smile on my face. Um, objectively, there are plot holes 
the acting of some of the kids isn't great the reality of it is that it wouldn't happen in reality but there's but so is all of the marvel universe so i'm okay with that as well to a certain degree um so i'm going to give this uh eight and a half that is my tempo out of 10 wow i like you bringing it back to hey we just had a whiplash yeah. <laughs> this is the this is very much this the polar opposite to whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> i was where like that's when where crimes happen as well and there's no comeuppance yep but we're aware that crimes are happening. School of Rock just kind of papers over it. <laughs> I was talking about Whiplash today with a friend, actually. Uh, Meg, you're up. Um, I've obviously only watched it this week, and I am a teacher, and I do teach music, so I understand the importance of music, um, and I, I teach theatre as well, so I teach lots of performance things, and you do see how children grow in confidence, and it's, it's amazing, so I appreciate that sentiment of it. Um, I just can't overlook the niggly bits. It just makes me cringe. And as if I'd watched it years ago, I I think you couldn't get away with the same story now. This is what we're saying. I know there's not as many comedies anymore. Is that because it's a lot harder to yeah. to be comedic about certain issues? Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a different way of life, and I just can't overlook some of that. Like, look at that bit where he called himself. Sorry, to jump in on your on your no, verdict. You're fine. Look at that bit where he called himself sexy back then. I was being yeah. oh funny. Look at Jack Black calling himself sexy. In front Whereas of the now child. we're going. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just and I know of when it came out, it, you probably wouldn't have you know blinked. Um, what was the expression I'm trying to say? You wouldn't have blinked. What's that expression? Batted an eyelid. Batted an not blinked. Batted an eyelid. That's the one. You wouldn't have batted an eyelid. It's more of a wink than a blink, isn't a, it? A wink or a blink. One of those. <laughs> Whatever the saying is. Uh, it, I if you take away all of that realism, I can see. Yes, it's got some fun songs in it. The the kids are endearing. Um, Jack Black. I don't like Jack Black, but I, he's nice with the kids. So there are some redeeming features of it. I wouldn't want to watch it again, though. Um, so I'm really stuck with what to give it. I might give it an extra point for being, I don't know, for spreading the joy of music. So I'm going to give it a six. Wow. That was with the extra point. That was with the extra point. Wow. I would only went for a five. Six. Do you have any, anything pithy you want to put on the end of it or are you okay? Mm, I'll give it six subs. Six subs. Yeah. <laughs> that go. works on two levels because he's a substitute teacher. Oh, that's there funny. Go. There yeah. we go. All the six sexy subs. <laughs> <laughs> turkey. Don't call it a turkey subs. Don't call it a comeback. He never left. Ethan, what do you got? I it's a silly little fun movie. I made a joke earlier, being like, "Oh, mor- morally, my I I shouldn't like this film, but but blah blah." It's it's a silly little two thousands romp, and you know. Jack Black's doing a little Jack Black thing, and I have fun with it. And film subjective, whatever. Like, I I think this is pretty well done, all things considering. Uh, and like we we've made fun of like it's a film you make fun of, like for for the for the, the moral ambiguity and everything, and that's fine. Uh, so I'm going seven years minimum that Dewey Finn is having in prison. <laughs> wow, seven years. Okay. Minimum. No, he gets away scot free. He's got no no years in prison. <laughs> it's weird uh, when I was when I watched this. It's not the same as when I re- reviewed it. So as you review it and go step by step, beat by beat, yeah, I think you pick up on all the the, the plot holes. 
Uh, I think Jack Black is absolutely Marmite. I think he's one of those. Uh, like, like Liam feels about Will Ferrell, or maybe I feel about Jim Carrey. It seems that Megs feels about Jack Black. <laughs> and I get it. No, I get it. He's one of those people. <laughs> and comedy's hard, especially mm. those big comedic performers who rely so much on physicality and silly voices and things of that nature that being said i think we're also seeing to a degree it depends when you saw this movie Mm. and i don't know if i have nostalgia for it but because i have familiarity with it Mm. i don't think i have the shock at certain elements that you do megs um so i remember uh, george was the first one to, to to arrive today and i said remember it's not favorite movie ever it's best film ever um because i think this film leaves you if it's done its job right and for me it does with sort of that warm feeling where it is a little bit of movie magic i said i had the electricity going on through but then you know it doesn't do anything it's not doing anything like groundbreaking no no it's got it's you know here's your it's 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 animal house basically it's here's (laughs) here's this underdog with a absolute or monsters university if you're not familiar with animal house um with his ragtag group of friends and somehow he turns them into being more than than they could and he wins a moral victory that he doesn't care about the money although the kids have to tell him i skipped over that the kids have to tell him it's never been about the money it's been about (laughs) a great rock show so and then they teach him that um but dang if i don't leave it with a big old smile on my face and a a feeling of warmth which i do think is really hard to do and i think in the 20 years since i think it's even harder to do because we don't like genuine sentiment because we find a reason to pick on it i'm not saying that's what meg's doing at all far from it but our society's gone don't like that don't like that don't Mm -hmm. like that because this means this and this means this and this means this and we don't let things suspend disbelief anymore because the real world's actually kind of a darker place every year it goes by I guess for that reason, I'm quite happy to have Dewey Finn in the School of Rock. So for my rating, I'm going to go eight hours of rock appreciation (laughs) on my timetable out of ten. I really like it, and I think that's a hard thing to do. But if I'm sitting here and going this or Back to the Future, don't even come at me with that. What did you rate Back to the Future? Eight and a half. So it's only half a point between. Well, them. that's always my 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 gateway into like is this is this a great movie? Is this a great movie? It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a fun movie, but not there's a ceiling on movies like this. This movie could be a ten, but it doesn't hold up storyline wise, and it doesn't hold up yeah. in other elements. But for what it is. I can suspend a lot of my disbelief. It's like it's actually spend a whole lot. <laughs> my, my most egregious thing is, why is the Battle of the Bands in the day? <laughs> why is it sold out? Where, what jobs are these people? You, you know what? They all work at the mayor's office. That's why she got to go home. Because she doesn't like rock music. She came home. I work for this mayor, too. I do want to work for the mayor. I could go to rock concerts every day. So, thank you very much for that. Uh, do you want the Patreon vote? I do want the Patreon vote. I always forget this. Thank you for that. That's well, okay. Who's the voice of the people this week? Uh, between me and you, 8.25. Oh, really? Okay, that's wow. interesting. Yeah. So. AJ gave it 10. Really? Wow! I think for some people it is that. Films hit certain things at yeah. certain points for certain people. Yeah. And then when you start adding families and family memories and all that stuff, these films evoke special places in people's hearts. Yeah. If it was if it was one of you guys on Michael Tan and have a Paddington <laughs> moment again because my word, um, so it's kind of surprising that that is as such. Georgia, do you want to talk about the Patreon for a second? I can talk about the Patreon. The Patreon is Patreon dot com slash bfe, um, and if you join us, you get access to an exclusive Twitter group. 
Um, and also there is a chat function on there so you can send me messages all the time if you want to i don't really don't really mind um and apparently patreon is introducing a group chat function on patreon which i need to explore a little bit more on the website it's gonna be so. hard because right we may have to up our uh, our level on patreon then because right now you're the only one of us i am the only one on who has access to the patreon management side of it yeah so uh but no one of the perks is that we do we have a lovely community i'm really actually, i really it's want really to say lovely. that we have a really lovely positive community and it, the group the, i think the group chat's my favorite part of it if i'm being honest mm-hmm. uh, also if you're a patreon member just a quick notion if you don't have your pick in for the film lottery get your picks in for the patreon film lottery because we got to find a movie to do the week after next mm-hmm. so if you don't have yours in oh, pay attention to the that. email no, oh, are we that's not? sad. No, that's what I'm going to see, Darren Chris. Oh, wait, is that, is that soon? Fifth, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. And we are going to invite whoever is successful on with us for that day. So uh, there we go. It'll be me. It'll be Ethan. Might be Max. Yeah. We'll see. Yes. Let there me know. Go. Yeah, we'll figure that we'll out. We'll figure it out. Uh, all of us have to do now is talk about what we're doing next week. Next week. So cue Georgia as we go through with this. Okay, you could argue that this again is in our back to school remit. It's a story again, though, about higher education, not so much secondary or primary education. It's a story about the other elements that help to provide enrichment and fulfillment as we go along. This time, not about art. This time, it's about sports. And athletics, but it's not a sports movie. Well, it is a sports movie, but it's not really a sports movie. It's about people following their passion. So next week, we are going to Indiana because we're here to play for the Irish. We are going to be looking at Sean Astin. That's Mr. Sam Wise Gamgee himself. Sam Wise Gamgee. Rudy. Oh. Rudy. So there we go. It's an underdog story. There we are. So that'll be the choice for next week. I'm looking very forward to it. It's football. We love football here on the BFE. I mean, you know, once this is done, I'm definitely going to log off this and make sure that I get a chance to catch out the. That's right. For the record, that's the NFL theme song on fucking ESPN or something (laughs) like that. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and check that out. But we want to thank, before we check out, we want to thank our Patreon backers, our friends of the podcast. I'm talking about Juline, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard, Ryan Kukats, Dirk, Stu from the Stu World Order podcast, Norfolk Domus, and AJ from Nova Scotia. Woo-hoo. Again, if you want to go ahead and find out how you can be involved in a lovely rundown like that, patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. So please join us next week when we tackle the Sean Astin film, Rudy. For best film ever, I've been Ethan. I've been Megan. And I've been Georgia. And in keeping with the spirit of today's film, I promise, first off, I am a licensed teacher, but I'd like to close by saying, our pod's got no reason. Our pod's got no rhyme. Next week, y'all better get to the BFE on time. We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop. <laughs>